Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Time now for the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Let's get nasty on a Friday. It's a Fast Lane on 101 ESPN with Jamie Rivers and Andrew Marsh and Anthony Stalter. Jamie joining us from his hotel in Columbus where the Blues will be tonight as they take on the Blue Jackets. We'll have all the coverage for you right here on your home of the Blues 101 ESPN and the Blues Radio Network. Jamie, have you touched base yet? I know you're busy, but have you touched base yet with Mama Rivs? Yeah, she's uh, she's kind of uh, excited about Shohei Otani joining the team. Apparently, uh, he's flying in his jet and all that stuff. And yeah, so uh, it's it's a done deal, right? No, not yet. It sounds not like yet. it's going to be a done deal, though. There there have been some reports. None of the big the big dogs yet in Major League Baseball, from a reporting standpoint, none of none of them are reporting that Shohei Otani is going to be a Blue Jay, but. That is the word. One of the Dodgers, uh, according to Dodgers Nation, Shohei Otani will be signing with the Blue Jays. Sources have also told ESPN's Alden Gonzalez and Sportsnet's Ben Nicholas Smith, who is as plugged in as anybody when it comes to the Blue Jays, that Otani has yet to make his decision. So it sounds like we're tread, trending in, the, in that way, Jamie. So he's going to be a Cardinal. Official. All right. I don't think he's going to be a Cardinal. No, I don't think he's a Cardinal. I keep trying. What do you think this does, though, from for Major League Baseball, if anything, if Otani winds up with the Blue Jays? Well, a couple of things happen. I think that, uh, you know, obviously the Blue Jays have a, a, an imprint on Major League Baseball. They're the only Canadian franchise right now in the league. And I, I think it do, what it does, it expands the league even more globally because what do you think it does to people in Canada let's say you're a casual baseball fan or you're not even a baseball fan in Canada you're a Toronto Maple Leafs fan or whatever the heck it is that you're doing all of a sudden you've got the greatest player in the world about to put the jersey on you're going you know what I think I'll check out these Blue Jays Mm -hmm. you start watching a little more baseball you start buying a t-shirt maybe a jersey maybe some more tickets for friends because it was impressive you showed up and Otani hit two ding-dong Johnsons and you were like oh my god that guy's unbelievable yeah and then not to mention across the pond think about globally just think about that it's not that Canada's viewed as a more friendly nation than the United States I just think the United States has more rivalries worldwide just overall mm-hmm. and so you put you know a guy like Otani in a country like Canada it's almost like everybody wants to embrace it at that point yeah. they're not jealous of the United States for having the best player in the world 
And he'd be going to a winning a team that is is expected to win. They they really fell short of expectations last year. Some of that had to do with the fact that Alec Manoa knows you know took a nosedive and he wasn't the ace that he was two years ago. If they have the pitching, which of course is is key for next season, Otani's going to be in the playoffs next year. I mean, you talk about Otani and Vlad Guerrero Jr. and Bo Bichette and George Springer. I mean, they, that lineup is absolutely loaded. Now, they play in the best division in baseball in the AL East, but at least Otani would be on that national stage, remains globally as well. I think that this would be good. From a Cardinals perspective, keep them in the American League. I don't want to hear about the Cubs stuff. Go ahead, Otani. Either sign with the Blue Jays, go back to the Angels, do whatever you just stay out of the National League. We don't need to see him as a as a as an LA Dodger or a Cub, which I never bought into, Jamie, but let's just eliminate the yeah, possibility. Did. Yeah, you did. Let's just you eliminate the it. possibility Anthony, that Otani's I gonna be a Cub. It out there and you nibbled, and then you nibbled more, and then you nibbled harder, and now you're saying you didn't nibble at all. You know, Anthony, that's just how you are. I wouldn't dare. Okay, I wouldn't want to put that in the atmosphere like Where are you, you from, just Anthony? did. Detroit. Uh, all of a sudden, <laughs> we're. You know what? Depending on the conversation, that's where I'm from. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Where <laughs> Shohei Otani. At least the rumors are that he's he's going to be a Blue Jay. The, at least now, Major League Baseball is starting to heat up a little bit. You had Juan Soto going to the Yankees a couple of days ago. You got Shohei that that deal. Whether it's going to be today or tomorrow or sometime within the next couple of days. That news looks like it's going to be settled. Then at some point, Yamamoto is going to sign as well. Blake Snell. This is how I I want my baseball in December, Jamie. I want this. I want it hot and heavy. And then for a couple of couple of months before spring training, it could die off a little bit. But this is how baseball should be, where you've got the winter meetings and then you've got the spillover and you got a bunch of deals that are going on. What do you think of the news that I read today? And I don't know if it's 100% factual or if it's a negotiation ploy by the team, but basically said that the Texas Rangers are going to be forced to move on from Jordan Montgomery because of their RSN deal. They that makes sense. The money to... So how is that going to affect things across the board then now? If, if one team is finally saying it out loud, and I'm not saying that the team has said it, mm-hmm. maybe it's just an assumption, but... You look at deals potentially for Otani, Yamamoto, but like then what? Like does Blake Snell get the at the bank haul that he thought he was going to get, or does he have to settle for a little bit more? Is this the point in time in the history of baseball where salaries have to take a little bit of a nosedive yeah. for guys to be employed properly? That's a good question. So I would answer that this way: who's who's left available that really hasn't made a move yet? The Dodgers. The Dodgers. Yeah. Are, the Dodgers have loads of money. The Mets. The, the, the Mets have not made a move. Now, we think that the Mets might take a step back for a second, but that doesn't mean that uh, no what's-his-face in New York. Yeah, Cohen is, is, is actually going to do that. So who's available? Dodgers spend money. Mets spend money. And the Dodgers didn't spend anything last year. The other team I keep bringing up is the Giants, who have been trying to, like, take my money. Just take it. And they haven't been able to give it away. They're going to spend big on somebody. So... When you think about Blake Snell and Yamamoto and Jordan Montgomery, I think there's more than enough teams that right. are going to be willing to spend. 
I just wondered if, if now is the time where the market finally dips a little bit to kind of regulate itself based sure. on some of the revenue streams coming in. Just was a thought I had, you know, Anthony? Yeah, that's that's interesting. The, our next conversation is going to be about how rich some of these owners are. So oh, I think yeah. I think some of these owners can spend a little bit more than maybe maybe they're doing uh, hmm. than they're spending right now. Is there a owner you have in mind, Anthony? There's a few. One maybe here okay. in St. Louis. If if you were what? to put together an article to troll St. Louis fans, maybe not even troll them, just ignite them. <laughs> Yahoo did an article that we're about to get into. We will. I'm sure mo- most of you have seen it, and it's going to ignite the rest of you. Uh, you can join in the holiday spirit by helping it. us here at 101 ESPN support Operation Food Search throughout the month of December. We've partnered with STL Shirt Company to offer a special 101 ESPN online merch store this month, offering 101 ESPN t-shirts, hoodies, hats, and more. Plus, we've brought back some of your favorite designs, including the Dunk shirts, the Be Patient shirts, Jamie Rivers and BT Sherzies, they're all available at 101ESPN.com. And when you order from 101ESPN.com, you order any of, the, any of that swag during the month of December, proceeds from all sales will go to support Operation Food Search. So visit the 101ESPN online merch store now at 101ESPN.com. It's all powered by McBride Homes. Yeah, so apparently Bill DeWitt uh, uh, is the third richest owner in Major League Baseball. Fourth, depending on your list. Depending on your list. Either way, he's in the top five. Yeah, he is. How does it make you feel, Cardinals fans, when you see the happy payroll? Bill? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're happy he's making money? <laughs> we'll get into that next on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Well, if you're a Cardinals fan uh, that has griped about the team not spending much money, this will not sit well with you. Yahoo released a list, Jamie, of the top 18 richest owners in Major League Baseball. I was surprised to see where Bill DeWitt Jr. fell on this list. He f- he fell to third with a net worth of estimate, which is estimated at $4 billion with a B. That's it? Yeah. Huh. How's it going to make ends meet? I don't know. You know, there's uh, a lot of jet fuel. Um, can't be a, can't be too inexpensive. You know. <laughs> so now, insurance. Anthony, on, I I read that article, and in that article, the number one owner is the Giants owner. Yeah, Charles Johnson. So I did a little research on my own. Okay. Independent research. And <laughs> From the law firm of Jamie Rivers. Yeah, you know, it's all secure confidential stuff but yeah. um, what I did is because I didn't see uh, a particular individual on that list and I wondered how the hell is that possible mm-hmm. so I went online and figured out some things and found that Steve Cohen yeah if listed would be the number one guy at uh, uh, a shrinking 19.6 billion dollars okay so so that would bump everybody back one spot. Why would why wasn't he listed then? I don't know. I tried to get a hold of Google, had my lawyers contact their lawyers or yeah. Yahoo rather, Yahoo. and um, they wouldn't answer me. Yeah, I, I well that that does open up the the point of okay, what, how does how is this calculated? What is it? Is it what's liquid? Is it just what what you're worth based on all of your assets? 
how much so then is is that accurate based on how much information you're providing and all that. Well, but, I think that some of these valuations are what their current team is actually worth as well. That makes sense. And then not, you know, I, I don't think these websites have access to all of the personal you know, holdings of Bill DeWitt and right. whatever ancillary companies that he has percentages in that nobody really knows about because they're under other LLCs represented by another LLC's name. Right. You see where I'm headed here, mm-hmm. right? There's a lot that, you know what I figured out over the course of my lifetime? There's a lot of ways to manipulate certain systems in order to make more money. And I'm not rich enough to figure it out, nor right. am I smart enough. But those guys, they are. Yeah. So, anyways, and they're protected. I digress. I'm way off the rails. Either way, either way, the, the the obviously we knew that the uh, Dewitts were making plenty of money. They're uh, a franchise that is well supported. Fans continue to go through the gates. They continue to spend their money. The TV deal. We'll have to see what happens moving forward. But if you're a Cardinals fan and you see this list, whether he's third, fourth, fifth. He's up there, and he's not Even always. If he's in the top ten, Anthony. Exactly, but I look, Jamie. Uh, I, I've never been rich. Probably won't be. Right. Uh, you don't go sell yourself short, Anthony. Uh, thanks, Jamie. For you. Plenty of time left, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, one thing I do know, though, it's not how much you make; it's how much you spend. So, these guys, <laughs> uh, I, I, these guys are all rich. They're not in the habit of just shelling out, you know, giving away their money. The, these, you make a profit. You figure out how much you can you can go on. You, you know, you, you got to play. You know, pay your employees and all that stuff. You're you're a, a business owner, Jamie. You you know how all this works. Oh yeah. You don't get rich by spending. I wish all I of was it. that kind of business owner though. That'd yeah. be nice. Yeah, with a B, absolutely. Um, okay. But what'd you call me, <laughs> Jamie? This is, uh, if if you're, if you're a fan, you're ticked off. I don't blame you. If you're 18th, yeah, on, 17th. If you're a fan, you're ticked off only because you think that because the owner of your team has a net worth or an estimated net worth of $4 billion, you think he should spend $4 billion sure. every year. Yeah. Because Why? you're because you're your money because you're you're spending your your uh, one hundred to five hundred or one hundred to a thousand bucks a year and you're spending all of that. But all you're doing is spending your entertainment budget if you're calculating a budget, right? Like this well, is in what. In fairness to some people, Anthony, it, it's not just their entertainment budget. Some people go above and beyond because their kids like to go to the game. Sure, or they, it's something that they love to do as a family. So they cut corners other places. So I understand absolutely, yeah. The I understand the anger of some of these fans that. But we're they're also making our, that decision. Correct. How to spend Nobody's their money? Forcing them to do it. You're right. right. Yeah, I totally agree with you. We're not disagreeing on this point, and mm-hmm. I'm not like trying to pound home some kind of an argument here. I'm just saying that I, I guess I'm trying to rationalize why some people would be ticked off is because they do dip into other areas of their budget in order to support the Cardinals or go cheer for their team and maybe overextend themselves at times mm-hmm. by going to see a product of the DeWitts. And then they look at the you know cost of doing business, but they don't see the real cost of doing business. They see... They see the baseball payroll for the players only. Right. And then they, they cross-reference that with the amount of money that they have as a net worth or what they think the Cardinals made last year. But there's a whole bunch of other crap that goes into it. Like that building doesn't operate on its own. Mm-hmm. The stadium doesn't operate on its own. The security staff that's there doesn't just go home. It does not volunteer work. Like everybody who works in that building 
from sales. Everybody's got a payroll under that budget. So that's one thing we have to remember. Could the Cardinals spend more at times? Could they push the chips all in a little more frequently? Yes, I think they could. Yeah. But let's not get carried away thinking that, you know, they're going to just get careless because there are other overhead expenditures that nobody's aware of. There's a lot of people that work for that organization that have to get paid. Mm -hmm. The, The bottom line here is that you don't root for a team with an owner that is gonna is gonna be reckless. That's just the bottom line. The Phillies owner said, let's spend some stupid money. And then he brought in a guy that could execute said plan. You don't you don't root for that team. You don't root for the Phillies. You don't root for the Yankees. You don't root for uh the Dodgers. You don't root for the Blue Jays. You don't. You root for the Cardinals. And the Cardinals are a very sound, risk averse organization. They know what it takes to put a product on the field, at least up until last year, that you were going to show up for, whether you're frustrated or not. And they they know what the what the what the budget is, what the operation margins are. And that's it. And they go from there. The question is, after last year, things reset now. So after last year, how much are they willing to push to push a little bit more? That's the question. Because yeah. before last year, Jamie, even when they missed the playoffs three straight years, they could still say, came down to the final weekend, came down to the final week. Boy, we were right there. Meaningful games. Meaningful games. Last year was a travesty. <laughs> like last year was, <laughs> was an absolute abomination. This is the first time that you've had an abomination under this ownership group. So this is where things get really interesting. Because if you don't put a good product on the field this, this time, this is when it starts to really hurt. Like last year probably hurt. This year, if your fans aren't willing to go through those those, those gates and you see a bunch of uh, empty red seats again, that is when it's really going to start to hurt. I'm hoping that they get a, they get they got out in front of this and they already spent, you know, look, they were, they've already signed the three guys have been they've had more urgency this time around. It's going to take a lot more though to build to build a, a team that is going to be competitive beyond just the division. So then what's the number for for Cardinals fans? Like, what's the payroll number? It's a good because, question. You know, I, I believe that I believe I don't know for a fact that I, I think that once everything's said and done, I believe this will be one of the highest payrolls ever for the Cardinals, if not the highest payroll ever. So then, like, what's enough? And I'm not being a jerk about this right now. I'm just right. being serious. Like, what's enough? Like, no. is it 200 million? Is it 225? Is it 250 million? Does you- it like? You know, Jamie, you bring up a really good point. Let me let me throw another question out there. Is it even about the spending? Oh, I think it's definitely. I think it should definitely it, correlates to the spending. Should it be? Should it no, be? No, it about, shouldn't be. Okay. It should be yeah. about the best team you can put on the field. Absolutely. But pe- you know this. People equate talent to dollar value. Yes. You know who made that huge mistake? Steve Cohen. Mm-hmm. Steve Cohen did. He just spent stupid money. Didn't care about the luxury tax or the penalties. He doesn't care. Yeah. Did he have the best team? No. no. Miss the playoffs. So the, the old of like spending money all in equals dollar value paid. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think that's necessarily the case, but at, at what point, like what is enough? Where do you have to be ranked in the league for you to really feel like your team cares about you? Right. I don't think it'll ever be enough. It is unless you win. I don't think exactly. All, all that matters is that you win and that you keep winning. I was driving around today and I was, I was listening to, various radio shows as I was bouncing from hours uh, in the morning and then 
you know, listen to a lot of the Nationals. I, I couldn't tell you how many people were saying fire Mike Tomlin after losing last night. Ugh. I was I was like, really? Really? That guy's made chicken chicken soup out of chicken you-know-what for years now. Because even when Big Ben was still there, Big Ben couldn't throw the ball more than five yards at a, at a given time in his final two years. And Tomlin won with that. Like, Tomlin hasn't always had the best. You really? Now you're... But, but it, it was a nice reminder, Jamie, that we as fans are all about instant gratification. What, are you, what have you done in 2023? What are you doing in 2023? That's it. Or if you're a Cardinals fan, what are you going to do in 2024? That is how we as fans operate. Yeah. That's, the, that's just the bottom line. And the Cardinals and the Steelers have been some of the most sustainable organizations in their respective sports. You take that S word. But we don't care. But we don't care. It's about instant gratification. What are you doing now so that my team is winning? Yeah. I think it really. I get it. Yeah. I I think it comes down to having a good enough team, but not going out and getting that extra person that's going to put you over the top. I think people understand that. And you mentioned the Steelers. They're good enough to be right in the conversation at the end of the year. Whether they make the playoffs or, or or they don't, they're still right there at the end of the year. But I think people are just over that. They're they're over being okay. Just good enough to to to, to be in the mix. Mm-hmm. Instead of going out there and actually putting the sledgehammer down on the fly and making their team a World Series or a Super Bowl contender. The Steelers have a great defense. Their offense is terrible, mm-hmm. right? Their offense is terrible, and they're not going to win. They're going to be around. They're going to be in the mix, right? They're going to be in the mix, but they're not going to win because they refuse to put together a full team. When there's holes, instead of patching them with the best talent, they look They look at the internal options, right, yep. that aren't good enough. They're not. They're not good enough. So I'm interested to see what the Cardinals do sure. this year with their internal options and what they do the rest of the offseason. You know, I think uh, you look at the 20-plus the million they've spent on Lance Lynn and Kyle Gibson. No offense to those guys. I think fans would probably rather see them spend that money on somebody else to get a number two or sure. a number one. Or e- but, who, but, but, were they, but were those guys willing to play for the Cardinals? I mean that's 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 the bottom line. Were, were they willing to play? What guy million is available? Yeah, who, and who wants to? Who, what Mo said on all three of those guys were they wanted to be Cardinals. We wanted them. They wanted to be Cardinals. So Do you know what that means, Anthony? What's that? That means they'd take a little bit less than where they would go some than going somewhere else. If they were totally in on saying we want to be Cardinals, yeah, that means that they were hell bent on being Cardinals. Therefore, Mo probably got a little bit of a shaving off the top of that deal from all three guys. You're right. I think Lance Lynn could have got a little bit more on the open market. I know Sonny Gray could have got a little bit more on the open market, maybe even a fourth year. But yeah. he, he wanted to be, he wanted to be here. You're right. Going back to the Steelers though, nobody cared when the Steelers didn't take the sledgehammer to the fly when they won a Super Bowl. They drafted well. They they made shrewd moves. They 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 drafted Ben Roethlisberger like they they made the correct moves, and nobody cared how much they spent. So it kind of goes back to what I what I said to Jamie and, and Jamie, you and I are in lockstep on this. It shouldn't be about what you spent. It should be about what you spent on. But I think, and I've I've made this comparison before. It's like a cold night. 
and you get a blanket, and it makes you feel warm. When your team spends, it equates to, in your brain, that my team is trying. It makes you feel better. Well, they have, like, I feel like fans, at least this is how I feel. I feel like this team needs to spend because the Cardinals' internal options have not worked. They work at other that places. That, I think, is the bigger problem, Mark. They are not just working. Yeah. So, what do you have to do if your internal options are not working? You have to go out and, unfortunately, spend money on the best talent to make this team a good ball club. Like the well, Phillies. we're talking about like the Phillies. internal options. The Phillies are there, you're though. Not, you're not going to be the Phillies, though. And that, deal, and that, that, that bill is going to come due at some point. It Maybe will. unless they just keep spending and spending or, or whatever. And if we're we'll talking see. about internal options, just for a second, yeah, you have internal options that were quite good. It's called Gorman, Mason Wynn, and Jordan Walker. Those are internal options that now yeah. are starting players on your team. So who's to say that Tink Hentz, Graceffo, some of these other guys they picked up, all those you know, infielder, outfielder guys that they picked <laughs> up, Who's to say they don't tr- they don't translate it, like next year? They might, thing. but I also heard the same conversation five years ago. Yeah, look, Marsh. I think this goes back to they they don't. I think Marsh is just angry. Well, it, because this goes back to what I said before. I love about, you, Andrew. I'll give you a hug. We don't. Thank it, you, Jamie. If you don't win, it doesn't matter how you, <laughs> you can do a how hand you, hug. Yay! Yay! If you don't win, it doesn't matter how you built your team. If you do win, it doesn't matter how you built your team. You just have to win. So Marsh, you said five years ago. Yeah, you're right. And we'll have we'll be having this conversation again five years from now if they don't win. So it's just one of those things in sports. I but I don't think equate I don't think spending equates to to winning. We've seen that thus far in Major League Baseball. All right, moving forward here. It's Fast Nine on 101 ESPN. Uh, Jamie's with us for the next half hour. We will get into the Blues and the Columbus Blue Jackets coming up at the bottom of the hour, but or the, at uh, at 45, which is about 15 minutes. We're going to do our NFL Week 14 Pick'em Challenge next on 101 ESPN. The smartest way to do your homework is Warm weather means homework for homeowners. And if your homework means a new deck, then turn to the deck experts at Hackman Lumber. Browse the largest inventory of decking materials and deck accessories in Missouri at Hackman Lumber Company. Talk with their experts about treated lumber, cedar, timber tech, Trex, Envision, Azek, and decorators to find the best deck for you. Check out endless choices of railings, balusters, and LED deck lighting options. Hackman Lumber Company will not be undersold on in-stock decking materials guaranteed. You can choose to do it yourself with Hackman's expert advice, or they can recommend reputable contractors to do the work for you. Stop by and see Hackman's expanded paint department, too, with brushes, rollers, painter's tape, and four different lines of interior and exterior paint. Custom color match available. Visit Hackman Lumber's newly remodeled stores in St. Peter's and Pacific, or their showroom in Troy, Missouri. Hackman Lumber. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Get ready to pick up. It's the Fast Lane Football Pick'em Challenge.
Savage on 101 ESPN. Refreshed by Bud Light. Well, you sure know how to pick them. So nobody won last night. Everybody had the, the uh, Steelers over the Patriots. Nobody had the Patriots? Nobody had the Patriots. Not one Not what? one person on either team. Fastlane or the Rizzuto show. somebody who is a Patriots fan at least might have put, you know, picked them. <laughs> Aren't you a Patriots fan there, Jamie? Ah, yeah, yeah. Hey. Well, this year's been tough, Anthony. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Uh, <laughs> boy, the Steelers, they're a mess. All right, NFL Pick'em Challenge. So we're up 8-3-2. and two. We've won eight weeks. They've won three weeks, two two ties. Our magic number is one. If we tie or win, we win, and then they got to do a, a sexy time photo shoot. You keep saying that. Yeah. It's not a sexy time photo shoot. It's an anything we pick for them photo shoot. Well, we haven't discussed what we want What's, them to do. What are those drawings I saw? Of You had a picture of Rafe, and you were yeah. putting in different bikinis. Uh-huh. I thought that was weird. Yeah. Well, a little bit. I, uh, you know, play, what is it? Plan to fail is a fail to plan or something yeah. like that? Yeah. Fail to plan is a plan to fail? That has nothing to do with what I just asked you, but that's fine. You got a plan, Jamie, is what I'm saying. Here we go. <laughs> Let's get into these games. Rams, Ravens. This is this is intriguing because the, the Rams at 6-6, six and six, they're still kind of in the wild card mix. Ravens need to keep winning if they want to earn the top seed in the AFC. Supposed to be windy and wet in Baltimore. Give me the Ravens. Oh, yeah. Ravens all day, every day. It's not even close. So you got you got Ravens blowing them out. Well, I don't know. Or if just I the decision. You just got the decision. The decision's easy. I, I'm doing like uh like FanDuel recently you know the money line plays you know bet five get 150 dollars in bonus bets all you have to do is pick the winner Mm -hmm. and so that's what i'm doing i'm picking the winner here because you know fanduel is america's number one sports book makes sense yeah fanduel.com slash fast take advantage of those deals uh marsh you got the ravens too absolutely all right colts and Bengals. this Mm. one's kind of interesting after the way that jake browning played against the jacksonville jaguars on monday night Uh, where you guys side on this one I was all about Minshew magic until I saw this janitor play football for the <laughs> <laughs> Jake Browning, the pride of Washington? You're calling him uh, Listen, a janitor? After what happened with Kurt Warner and, and other things, like I don't doubt anybody. There, there's a Hall of Famer stocking shelf somewhere we, right now. We just sure. have to find him. Mm-hmm. So, no, the way he played... It swung me because I think the Bengals overall are a better team. I don't think I know the Bengals overall are the better team. Yeah. So if it's Minchu versus what's his name? Jake Browning. Yeah, that guy. (laughs) We'll just call him Brownie from now on. If it's Minchu versus Brownie, after what I saw last week, I'm going Brownie. I got Bengals. Marsh? I'm going with the Colts. This kind of reminds me of the Tyson Badgett era in Chicago. Bad game. <laughs> then came out, had a good game. Everyone's like, oh, whoa, look at this guy. And then the next week he was terrible. Uh, so I'm going to go with the Colts. 
Both of these defense are struggling. The Colts defense is terrible. Uh, I'm with Jamie on this one. I got the Bengals. I got Jake Browning figuring out some things last week, and I know the Bengals are a better overall team as well. They're playing at home, so that this was a coin flip for me, but I did take the the Bengals. I got the Bucks over the Falcons. That one's clear. Bucks playing. Uh, they're playing better football of late, even though they're five and seven. Shaky Bakey's going to put on a show in Atlanta. Falcons got a bunch of guys banged up. Bucks in a small upset. Yeah, I've got I've got the Bucks too, and it's it's just because I think that it's not that Shaky Bakey is so great, but Shaky Bakey has managed to just do a little more than the required amount with a team that has some weapons around them, and I just think they're going to be too much for the Falcons. I have Anthony's Falcons. I mean, Desmond Ritter six and one at home can't <laughs> compete with those stats. So I'm heading. <laughs> Who's the one lost, Marsh? Uh, Washington. Hmm. They lost it, so he's two. Oh, he didn't. He didn't start that game. Taylor Heineke was a quarterback against my Minnesota Vikings. That's right. Desmond Ritter, six <sighs> and one. He's gonna hype up Josh Dobbs. Taking the Falcons. All right, uh, Lions, Bears. We all have the Lions. Oh yeah. Oh yes. Saints, Panthers. We all have the Saints. Yes. Correct. All right. Uh, Texans, Jets. We all have the Texans. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm just gonna go. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go to some of these coin flip games. Jaguars, Browns. Trevor Lawrence, we don't know if he's going to play. All I know is it's a high ankle sprain, so even if he does play, I don't know how effective he's going to be. Cleveland is Jekyll and leg. You guys sweep the leg. That's right. Miles Garrett will sweep the leg. Jacksonville's yeah, down, I think, to their third string left tackle. They, they played in overtime on Monday night. Now they're going to travel. Cleveland's Jekyll and Hyde when it comes to their home and road splits defensively. You can barely move the full ball against them uh, at home. I got the Browns in this one. And we I don't even know who the quarterback is going to be for the Browns. I just got them. I don't even care. I, I've got the Browns. I'm taking the Jags. We got the Jags, huh? Uh, Vikings, Raiders. This one's clear to me. Joshua Dobbs all day long. Smart for them to stick with the with Joshua Dobbs coming off the bye. They're going to be just fine against the Raiders. Vikings in a blowout. Yeah, skull Vikings for me too. Oh, yeah. Uh, once again, I'm not going against the, the stats, and those stats are the Stalter stack up. Number 10, Vikings. The curse, I think, lives on another oh, week. Oh, stop. Taking the no Raiders curse. on this one. You don't Anthony, believe in curses. I absolutely so wait, I, believe in curses. I missed the Stalter stack up. Yeah. Did you put the Vikings at 10? I did. Yes. You yeah. sick son of a boy. I had, here's, here's, Thank a, you. here's the thing, Jamie. I had Tampa. Have you no heart? I had Tampa at 10, and then Marsh <laughs> Marsh said something during the show. It took a little side swipe at me. I go, okay. And I crossed out Tampa, and I put Minnesota. <laughs> <laughs> You're such a jerk. All right, Chiefs, Chiefs and Bills. This line is is trending the other way. Uh, the Chiefs opened up as a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Now they're only one-and-a-half. They're dealing with a slew of injuries. Isaiah Pacheco's out. He's been ruled out. He won't play. Uh, Kansas City's missing some guys defensively. I don't really care. They have Mahomes. And Andy Reid typically doesn't lose back-to-back games. I think the the last time they lost back-to-back games was 2021, and it's rare that they do. Again, I I don't care about the injuries at this point. Give me the Chiefs. Yeah, I got the Chiefs as well on this one. I just think the Buffalo Bills are – I don't know what the hell they are this year. I don't think they know what they are. And I think that the Chiefs, although they stumbled a little bit here last week, I think they're going to regain their footing. I have the Chiefs as well. Um I think the Bills have some karma coming their way. I'll leave it at that. So, Bills losing this week. All right. Uh, And the last one we'll do is Cowboys and Eagles. I think this is a bad spot for Philly. I think their defense is susceptible now to to, – their pass defense is susceptible to to big plays. Dallas has looked very good. Dak is in the MVP discussion and all that. Give me Dallas here. 
So Dallas is my smoke and mirrors, and so is Dak Prescott this year. I got the Eagles absolutely pounding the Cowboys. Wow, pounding I have Dallas pound, as well, Anthony. Pound down. Um, pound down. I mean, I have Dallas as my number one team in the NFC going you back do. to the beginning of the year. So That's right. In order for that to happen, the Cowboys need to win this game. I'm going with Dallas. Unfortunately, they, they don't have the tiebreaker over San Francisco by virtue of that 67-4 to four loss mm. that they had earlier. 49ers, in the year. <laughs> will fi- they'll find a way to lose. No. All right, All right. Uh, Jamie's with us for one more segment. So will we see a bounce-back performance by the Blues tonight in Columbus? Jamie will tell us next on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. The Blues will visit the Blue Jackets. We have pregame coverage for you starting at 5 o'clock right here on 101 ESPN, your home of the Blues. Jamie Rivers is with us for the next uh, 10 minutes. So, Jamie, you think we're going to see a bounce back tonight for the Blues uh, against the Blue Jackets? I I would say that uh, this is not the same team that they faced the last two games. No, it's not. But that actually kind of scares me in some respects because the Blues at times this year – inadvertently I would imagine have taken the opponent a little bit lightly and you know the San Jose Sharks game sticks out the most for me is you're you're expecting to waltz into San Jose and kick the pants off the Sharks and go on to the next city and that didn't happen yeah ended up losing 5-1 so I think that you know I think that the Blues definitely gonna have a bounce back tonight but they got to be ready to go this Columbus Blue Jackets team is not a great team um, but they're continuing to find their way through here they lost last night they've got some good young players adam fantilli is a sensational player so the blues to me have to stay out of the penalty box don't give the blue jackets any unnecessary advantages so last game although it was an anomaly because the blues went into the last game as the least penalized team in the nhl you have to get back to where you were before that but i think it's a hungry team i think it's a ticked off team you know being around the players today they're not happy with you know giving back a lead to the Vegas Golden Knights and then losing that game where you thought you had pretty good control of it. Mm-hmm. So I think you expect a really good effort tonight from the Blues. They got a couple of fresh faces in the lineup. Um, you know Tyler Tucker, or sorry, yeah Tyler Tucker draws back into the lineup. Uh, Joel Holfer back between the pipes, and Jacob Verana gets back into the lineup. This is you know in my opinion this is the lifeline for him. It's not a great team in Columbus. Not great defensively as far as structures considered. Jacob Verana this morning was on the second power play unit. So we'll see. You know, everybody talking about, you know, Coach Berube should give him a chance, give him a chance. He's had chances, in my opinion, and this is going to be a great opportunity for him to earn his spot back in the lineup. We'll see what he does. But that, to me, shows also there's a couple of motivated guys in the lineup looking to make a good impression. So the Blues have alternated wins and losses in their past eight games. On Wednesday, the Blues had an opportunity to climb four games above 500 for the first time since the end of the 2021-22 season. Blues obviously blew the 3-1 lead to the the Vegas Knights and, and lost them. Uh, but Jamie, I know you, you were listening when we were talking to Chief yesterday, and 
BT did mention he brought it up to Chief about how hey you have you guys have bounced back. One thing that I loved though was that Chief was like, yeah, you know it's good that we're resilient basically, but we got to start compiling these wins. So it, it's at least good to hear Chief say that because at some point you kind of mentioned this to me not too long ago that you know it's 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 early ish, but we're we're starting to draw toward the middle of December and some point Christmas. You should really know who you are by the end of the month. And if they're still alternating wins and losses, then, the I mean, you almost have to assume that unless they make some changes here, they're going to be a 500 team. Yeah, you can't assume that, you know, you're going to just go on a tear at some point. You have to go earn it. Mm-hmm. And this was a segment in your season that you could have had two wins in a row against Vegas going into two winnable games now. That's possibility of stringing together four wins. Look at the Nashville Predators. I think they've put four or five in a row together now. They've leapfrogged the Blues. The Blues are now out of the playoffs because it's win one, lose one, win one, lose one. You've got to put together two, three, four wins. If you can get to three or four in any given streak, that's the key. So if you look at this segment of four games, let's just isolate the first game against Vegas, the last game, and these next two games. If you win three out of four, that's what you have to do. That's what you have to do. Three out of four, you're going to end up being a real competitive team for a playoff spot. Or if you can go three out of five or four out of five on any given five-game segment, that'll work. But if you go you know, three and two and then two and three and three and two and then two and three in your five-game segments, you're going to be exactly what you just said, Anthony. You'll be a 500 team that's really close to the playoffs, but you didn't quite make it. All right, before Jamie, before you go, let's do first goal. Let's go, boys. We need you to score more goals. Get those loose pucks. Thomas to Cairo. Score! Goal! No big deal. Game winner. So Marsh and I are still tied 1-1. We're, we haven't been too good at the first goal here for the Blues. I G- keep getting the second or third score in each game. I think both of you guys said the second and third respectively in this last game. You, I was going to text you, Anthony, and say you got to get your weight up because Pavel Buch- Buchnevich didn't score the other night. No, he didn't, but he's going to score first tonight. I got Pavel Buchnevich. Wow. Yeah. I got the booch, huh? I got the booch. Um, I'm going to, based off what I saw the other night, I'm going Jordan Cairo. And talking to Jordan Cairo this morning, you know, he's feeling it. He knows that he has to use his speed. This Columbus Blue Jackets team are susceptible to goals off the rush. They're susceptible to guys with speed and high skill. So I, I think Jordan Cairo gets, I think he definitely gets on the board tonight. But I also think he's first to score. Give me former Columbus Blue Jacket, Brandon Saad. Ooh, I like what you did there. The Saad father. You're always looking for the storyline <laughs> and you nailed it. You nailed it, kid. All right, we've got Blues and Blue Jackets coverage tonight starting at 5 o'clock with the pregame. And then the puck will drop from Columbus about 6 o'clock. You can listen to it all here on 101 ESPN. You can also watch Jamie on Bally Sports Midwest. Jamie, we'll see you next week. Have a good weekend, bud. Thanks, buddy. You too. Have a great one. Thank you, sir. That's Jamie Rivers. All right, Steelers fans want Mike Tomlin out and reminded me of Cardinals fans a little bit. Uh, listening to all the fans talk about, the, talk about Mike Tomlin. We'll get to that next on 101 ESPN. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. 
Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Time check is brought to you by Clarkson Jewelers, an officially licensed Rolex jeweler. Jamie Rivers is out, going to do some hockey coverage right now for Bally Sports Midwest. Uh, our guy Brad Thompson is going to be signing in here momentarily, so we'll, we'll have Brad with us until 5 o'clock where the pregame show for the Blues will start. Uh, I wanted to talk a little football here. Last night was, it was just gross if you're a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. I mean, to lose that game 21-18 to against the Patriots, who did not score a point Ah, points, let alone multiple points, which would have benefited them a week ago and maybe beating the Chargers. They lost six to nothing. They gave up 21 points to Bailey Zappi and company. Now, Pittsburgh did shut them out in the second half, but it wasn't enough because Mitchie Football, well, how do we put this? He's terrible. Now, do we have BT on the line here? BT got I sure us? hope so, Anthony. What's going on, man? Thank you for joining us. Yeah, man. Excited to uh, be here hanging out again. Are you trying to fire Mike Tomlin right now? Is that what I'm, I'm like? I'm feeling you lead into something. BT, I was I was driving around. I know you you partake in some of the Sirius XM uh, shows. And I was, I was, Perhaps, I was, so I was yes. bouncing around a little bit. So when our guys in the morning, Randy Carricker, Kerry Davis, and, and Brooke Ramsley were not on, I bounced around a little bit. The amount of... It's time to fire Mike Tomlin was absolutely astonishing to me, Brad. He has worked with nothing at quarterback for quite a while now. And if you say, what about Kenny Pickett? Kenny Pickett, in my opinion, is a, is an average to slightly above average talent at the quarterback Small hands, position. Anthony. Small, small hands. hands. We all remember that. Small hands, Brad. Tough to win with small hands in Pittsburgh. Can't eat that big burger with no. those small hands. Can't eat the Rothless burger out in Pittsburgh with small hands. Don't make it weird. Mike, you're gonna fire Mike Tomlin? Really? He has not had the best rosters, and he has turned uh, those rosters into, at the very least, a 500 record. Guys never had a losing season, and you want to let him go. But Brad, I was thinking about Cardinals fans. Okay, I was thinking about Cardinals fans a little bit. I'm always thinking about Cardinal fans, Anthony. Yeah, right now, are. I'm thinking about them. I'm thinking about the ones that I. I and look, you're gonna get you're gonna get pissed off at me right now because it's like, well. We haven't won since 11. I understand that. And if you're a Steelers fan, you haven't won since, I don't know, I think uh, seven when Kerry won, right? When, when Kerry Davis was part of the team. I understand that. But if you, if you have a sustained winner year after year after year, why would you let go of Mike Tomlin when he has, he has steadied this thing for quite a, You're telling me Mike Tomlin's the problem? Or if you're a Cardinals fan, you're ticked off right now because, you know, last year I, I can give you. But years prior, there is something to sustained success. It can't just all be about what have you done for me right this second as a fan because you're trying to build a sustainable winner. And the Steelers have, have done that to varying degrees, and so have the Cardinals, Brad. So I was astonished when I heard that uh, fans want to get rid of Tomlin today. 
Yeah, but you shouldn't be, and you know that, Anthony, because this is where we're at, right? We're in a world of show it to me now. Don't tell me about the labor. Show me the baby. That's kind of what we want sure. uh, at this point. And uh, Anthony and I and Marshy, we'd be happy to hear about the labor, okay, the whole thing. Not us saying that, uh, but it's most of society when you look at it. And, look, I, I think that this is a situation with Tomlin. We had the conversation yesterday, Anthony, about Bill Belichick, and I fired him yesterday. Hall of Famer. No doubt about it. Mike Tomlin, Hall of Famer, in my opinion. I don't think there's a doubt about that when his career is over. He's in his 17th year with the organization, but I, for some reason, feel totally different about their futures. I believe that Tomlin should stay there, and still I, I, I believe that the voice still resonates and it works like I know and I'm in the room. Uh, but <laughs> I, I think that Bill Belichick, I think that they need to start a new culture. My thing is with – uh, with Mike Tomlin, it doesn't feel like anything that he does is like he it's old school or it's it's like, oh, man, this game is passing him up. I feel like that at times with Bill Belichick, whether it's fair or, or foul mm-hmm. when it comes to that. But you're right with Mike Tomlin when it comes to the quarterback position. Uh, we know that uh, now Bill Belichick has his guy in Bailey Zappi, as we told you yesterday oh, yeah, that no was going to happen. Told you to take the over. We said easy money. I don't know why <laughs> people don't listen to us more, Anthony. But no, I, I, I would keep Mike Tomlin around for sure. Now, do you get the inclination? I know that you're not in Pittsburgh either, Anthony, but – from what you're hearing and what you're reading, do you think that they would actually cut ties with no, Tomlin? No, absolutely not. There, for years, Brad, and I know you've heard this comparison too. The comparison for our baseball Cardinals is like the Packers, right? It proud franchise, rich history, incredible fans, incredibly loyal fans. I'm starting to draw more comparisons to the Steelers, and one of the steel one of the things the Steelers do, as well as the Cardinals, until uh, until recently, really, is they they when they find a head coach that they like, they 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 pour their their backing behind him, and they have only had I think what three head coaches in their in their history or four or whatever it is. The Cardinals, again, up until recently, weren't the team that was constantly cycling through managers. I think in order to build a sustained winner, you have to have a a, a leader that you know is going to make the adjustments, that's going to make the correct hires, and also have that culture in place. And when you think about Mike Tomlin, you know, Brad, when did we when did we figure out that Antonio Brown uh, was a little crazy? When he was gone from Pittsburgh. There you go. There you when go. When did Le'Veon Bell start having issues and become drama? Uh, when he became a Jet. That's weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Didn't hear about any of that stuff. No, that's because of Mike Tomlin. And that's because of the Steelers. And, and I know that the Cardinals a year ago had had some of those uh, more so than than normal. Some of the headlines about you know like Tyler O'Neill and Wilson Contreras and all that. Up until last year, you didn't tend to hear a lot of that, right? So I think that's important. You're a big believer in you know kind of the um, the Simon Sinek know your why. The Steelers know their why. The Cardinals know their why. And we could do, we can debate about some of the some of the bad moves that they've made, whether it's draft picks or trades or any of that, you're going to see that in every organization. But you have the right leaders in place, and the Steelers definitely do. 
Anthony, uh, a couple of things. One, why are we not getting kickbacks from Simon Sinek with his Seriously. book, Start the Why? Start with Why <laughs> is the book. And we reference it oftentimes, but it is really important in everything in life. You better know why you're doing things. I, I do think that the Steelers have that part of it figured out. Now, in, in just looking at it on the surface, if you're a fan and you're watching this team, we know they're a uh, the Steelers are a team that are fighting for a playoff spot, even though it's not the best team they've ever had. And they had back-to-back weeks where they had prime opportunities to beat teams. You had That's Arizona, yeah. yeah, you had Arizona, and you had New England, two teams. And not that nothing's handed to the Steelers at this point. They're going to have to fight it out. But they're two games that they should win. That is bad. It looks bad. It feels bad. Now the season's not over for them. Honestly, if you ask Bill Belichick, although you never know, he is climbing up the ladder here as far as most wins in the NFL. But if he is going to be the head coach next year of uh, New England, he probably doesn't want to win that game, Anthony. There's a good <laughs> chance because, dude, if they win one more game, he is, like, going to be right there in the muck of, like, do, do I pick anywhere from 4th to, like, 10th or 11th? Yeah. And then you miss out on that actual next quarterback for them. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's – those are – I understand frustration – and it's hard to have uh, it's hard to have patience when you're in the middle of it. And uh, Anthony, I don't know if you've uh, preached this. I say be patient. Uh, I feel like some of the best leaders in sports have talked about being patient, Anthony. And uh, I feel like if you're a Steelers fan, be a little patient right now. Yeah. Do you want to get rid of the guy that has had that that much success and find somebody else, and then realize that you're you're in a hell of your own making because you hired the wrong guy? Because if you hire the wrong guy. Look at the Jets. And I'm not even talking about Robert Sala specifically. You could talk about any GM, any head coach, or most of the coaches and GMs that they have had, save for Bill Parcells and like Rex Ryan for two years. They have been an absolute circus. There are a lot of examples of how you don't want to be a circus. I'm not saying that this that that, that Mike Tomlin has made all the right decisions. I think he held too long on a Mac Canada, their previous offense coordinator. But those are the type of things that you can learn from and overcome quickly. What you can't overcome is when you hire the wrong leadership group. No, you are you are right with that. But but that does bring up another point. Not that I'm trying to like go the other direction yeah. and now fire Mike Tomlin because I'm definitely not. But do you believe that? I mean, it's more. Would you rather have the head coach right or the ownership right? Ownership. Because it, yeah, it, it should like be the one in the have same. Pretty good direction. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, it should be one in the same. Which because is, there, there are some organizations, Anthony, that might just not win ever because mm-hmm. they, they're not hiring the right people, whether it's just, just bad luck or uh, bad uh, just uh, development of, of the skill sets or, mm-hmm. or just what, whatever it might end up being. I feel like there are some organizations that are just screwed. Maybe the Jets end up being one of those organizations that you're talking about. We see them in each and every sport. But good owners hire good people right so i think i i would rather be great from the top it is nice to have a little bit of everything though no doubt 101 espn breaking news alert breaking news gentlemen we have a trade yes the st louis blues have acquired a seventh round draft pick from the new york islanders in exchange for robert bortuzzo okay well hey bortz unfortunately wasn't playing a ton you we came into the season Wondering about all of the defensemen that the Blues had on the active roster. You knew something like this was going to have to happen at some point. 
So he has an opportunity to maybe play more now, and you get a draft pick in exchange. Not not totally surprising, but you know Bortuzzo was a, was a really good blue for for several years. I wonder who the longest term St. Louis player is now because it was Robert Bortuzzo. Is it Braden Shen? Could be. Really? I feel like Shen's been around the longest now. What about Pareko? Pareko's been oh, there Pareko, for a while, too. Yeah. yeah. And I'm not even talking Blues. I'm talking Blues and Cardinals, too. Blues and Cardinals. Now. Longest tenured Cardinal right now. Um, Boy, that's, it was DeYoung for a minute. Uh, it was Wayno. You know, was gone. Yeah. Um, golly. What about Michaelis? Been since 20. Was it 2018? 18? Yeah, I'm not sure. I think it might Boy. be Pareko. It's good questions. It's a good call, Pareko BT. it is. Yeah. Pareko, maybe it is. We'll see. But a big deal. i got to be honest with you. When you played the breaking news and you said there's a trade and then you said St. Louis, I, ah. being the baseball guy, uh-huh. was thinking maybe we had a little yeah. something-something shaking, Anthony. No. Maybe ah, traded no. an outfielder that rhymes with Schmeiler Brohiel, and then <laughs> you picked up some sort of an impact reliever or something. Yeah, no, but no, that's no. not the case, no. Bortuzzo. You get uh, Robert Bortuzzo yeah. out the door. Bortuzzo to the, to the Oilers, you said, right? Seventh no, the uh, Islanders. I traded him to the Oilers. Yep. The Blues actually traded mm-hmm. him to the Islanders. To Jamie Rivers, New York Islanders. To Jamie Rivers, New York Islanders. Yeah, all right, so Robert Bortuzzo traded to the Islanders for a seventh-round pick. Uh, that news just coming out. Uh, who can we attribute to? Is it to the, the Blues? St. Louis Blues right, so Twitter Blues, account. Blues broke their own news on Twitter. Makes sense. Okay, with Brad Thompson and Anthony Salter, our Sports Six Pack is next. If you have a question, send it in 314-399-9646. Again, 314-399-9646. That's the Air Comfort Service tax line. Sports Six Pack next. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Question. It's time for the fast lane to answer your sports questions. I want to ask you a bunch of questions. I want to have them answered immediately. Asking me all these weird questions. Answer the question. Answer the question. Answer me. The sports six pack is now. It's the fast lane on 101 ESPN with Brad Thompson. I'm Anthony Stalter. Our guy. Alex Ferrario, who you're going to hear on the pregame show at 5 o'clock. Of course, BK and Ferrario, our midday show here on 101 ESPN. We got our sports six-pack, Alex, and the first one's going to be for you. Question one, please. Question number one. What do we need to know about the Robert Bortuzzo trade to the New York Islanders to get a seventh-round pick back? So what what does this open up uh, when it comes to the defensemen? Who is looking at more ice time moving forward? Yeah, this opens up opportunity for defensemen and cap space for the Blues. One, the opportunity, uh, both Tucker and Perunovic are in the lineup tonight. So Scandella's kind of, I wonder, going to essentially become the Bortuzzo, where you got him as the healthy scratch that comes in every once in a while. They want more ice time for Tyler Tucker. Scott Perunovic has proved it. Tyler Tucker kind of resembles what Robert Bortuzzo has been. So I think you're going to see more of those guys, and now it's seven defensemen you're rotating through rather than eight like they've had uh, and it opens cap space and I think that's the more important thing the Blues obviously have been searching for more punch on the offensive side first game for Verona I think in like 10 or 11 straight this tells me that the Blues are going to be going to Springfield at some point probably not this road trip because it's back to back but by next Tuesday when they're home for that homestand you might see an Adam Gaudet who leads the AHL in goals or a Nathan Walker be brought back up because now you've got the cap space to do it and frankly you kind of need a little bit more support in the bottom six beautiful more on that at five o'clock with Alex Ferrari or 
pregame show starting right here on your home of the Blues, 101 ESPN at 5 o'clock. Alex, thank you. <laughs> see, see ya. Did the see ya. All right, question two, please. Question number two. All right, gentlemen. This one is from the 314 guys. Phil Jackson is known as one of the greatest NBA coaches of all time to some, but to a lot of people is also known as an overrated coach that has that had goats playing for him that made him seem to be a greater coach than he really is. Which brings me to Bill Belichick. Has he became the Phil Jackson of football, another coach that hasn't proven they can win with without a goat on their team? Okay, so my question would be, what what legendary coach did not have a quarterback? That's the route I would go. Like, or had bad players. Or had like, bad players, right. This ragtag group, he turned them into a dynasty. How sure. about that? Yeah, I I totally understand the question. I, I realize, and, and the way that the texter presented it, BT, was in, in a way that was thought-provoking, not just, oh, you did Bill Belichick's nothing without Correct. Tom Brady, which is what you hear. What legendary head coach, what Hall of Fame coach, who's in there now, who's in the hole now, or is bound like Bill Belichick's, did not have a quarterback. Bill Walsh had a quarterback. Don Shula did not win with Don Marino. Uh, Dan, Don Dan Marino, but he had Dan Marino for a lot of those dubs. What? Uh, Bill Parcells had himself plenty of QBs. Maybe not to the to the uh, level of Tom Brady or Joe Montana, but I'm willing to I'm willing to bet that any coach that gets into any Hall of Fame probably had either an all-time great player or a loaded team. So Bill Belichick, no. you know, I say Bill Belichick is nothing without Tom Brady. The first three Super Bowls they won was Tom Brady as a game manager and thanks to, in large part to Bill, uh, Bill Belichick's defense. Yeah, I don't think, Anthony, there's any taking away from the genius that is Bill Belichick. Look, every every coach, no matter the sport, is going to be better with, with great players. One of the biggest things, uh, I think, in being a leader, and specifically a leader of great players and superstars, is managing personalities. Sure. And that's something that both of those guys were able to do really well. Phil Jackson, I mean, think about all of the different ways you had to keep these guys in line, whether it's Michael Jordan or, or you know, Scotty Pippen. Dennis Rodman, whoever, pick your pick your pony, Anthony. Mm-hmm. Uh, keeping all of these guys, uh, the, these different players in line is a difficult thing to do. I think Tom Brady it was actually maybe a little bit easier for Bill Belichick just due to the fact that, as we talked about a little bit yesterday, Anthony, he always seemed like he was trying to prove something all the time, like yeah. just looking for that that little just nugget, like you're doing good, you're a good boy, Tommy. Uh, but. Uh, Great coaches have great players. That is part of it. I think that at any time when you uh, dynasty ends and dynasties always end, you're going to start questioning things. But at the end of it, when we look back at Bill Belichick's career, whenever that ends, there's going to be no doubt he's one of the best to ever do what he did. Definitely. Question number three. From the 314, what do you guys think of maybe going after the Guardian's closer? And that is from Justin. Shut up and take my money, Emmanuel Classe. <laughs> uh, dude, Classe is a stud. They're not. They're not going to give up Classe. First of all, he's, he led the league in saves the last two years, and he's under a team-friendly contract. I'm pretty sure. I think they signed him to like a five-year, twenty million-dollar deal, Anthony. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I don't think 
that uh, they would do that. But yeah, I mean, I will. I would love to be able to add that. I'm trying to look up his contract uh, as we're speaking. But one of the most dominant relievers in the game of baseball. He's young. Uh, I think he pitched. He pitched last year at 25. So yeah, I found. I found his contract, Anthony. Five years, 20 million dollars. Uh, this year he's going to make 2.5 uh, instead of going to arbitration. He already signed the deal. Next year he makes 4.5 with a $400,000 signing bonus. The following year, $6 million with a $400,000 signing bonus. Then a couple of club options at $10 million apiece. I don't see them wanting to part ways with that. That's already under control. And if they do, probably going to cost you a pretty penny. I don't know if the Cardinals, Anthony, it may, it, I, would you would you give up the capital that it would take to sign a top end closer when we're talking about a prospect capital no i wouldn't either i would do it for a starter though i would do it for a starter i would not do it for a closer because they're uh, we've had this conversation before they're volatile and it's not just closer it's bullpen it's it, it, bullpens change almost every year and they almost have to be rebuilt every year and a half because guys fall off. I mean, I, the, the, the the example locally here is Andre Pallante. He was incredible two years ago. Last year, you thought, all right, why is he still in the pen at times? That happened just one in one year. And it's not because he was a young player. This happens a lot. You've seen uh, even guys like Mark Melanson. Mark Melanson was terrible for for a season or two. Then went somewhere else. I think he went to Atlanta, pitched pretty well. We've seen these guys Giants bounce around. Money. Yeah, he got the Giants money, he got terrible, and then he went to Atlanta, he got good again. Uh, that so, heavy wallet messed up his mechanics. Right, exactly, happens. weighed him down. Um, but anyways, no, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't give up the the, dra- the draft capital, the prospect capital, to get to get a closer. I would develop. But certainly, those like the the player that our texter brings up, Anthony. I mean, yes, oh, it'd be great. You, you, yeah, you are absolutely in on in on that. And even if they are shopping him, which I'm not sure, I, I think that the Guardians are probably open for some business right now. Sure, I'm just not sure it's worth for the Cardinals where they're at right now. Not to say they don't need to add quality to the pen because they absolutely do. But I don't think it's worth giving up what it's going to take to get them. I'm glad you said that because some of us, some people may hear that and hear us say, "No, it's not." It's not worth it to give it, and then they say, "Well, you don't think that the bull, the bullpen needs work?" Of course, oh, of work. course, we do, but that's a separate conversation. Question number four from the six one eight: Should the Bears hold on to Justin Fields and take the North Carolina quarterback and see how it plays out? I don't think Caleb Williams is the answer. So Drake May is the North Carolina quarterback. So depending on who's going to be available um, at the top of the draft from a quarterback standpoint, I would take. One of the quarterbacks that, you, that, if you're the Bears, I would take one of the quarterbacks that you love. If it's not Caleb Williams, if it's not, you know, uh, Drake May, if it's Michael Penix, or if it's Bo Nix, or if it's whoever, I would take one of those QBs. You're getting to the point with Justin Fields. I can't remember what year he's on. Is he four now? Is he, is he in his fourth year? I think it's his third. It his feels third. like we've been watching it a lot longer, gentlemen. So th- maybe it's his third year. Next, next offseason, you're going to have to make the decision whether or not you're going to opt out for opt in for that fifth that fifth year that window in which you can build a, a, a championship team because you have a franchise quarterback we're kind of nearing the end now because the bears aren't the bears are terrible this year so you have two more years of fields not making any money and you still don't know if you can play i would reopen that window because you have two draft picks there at the top find one of the guys that you love Bring him in, bring in some competition, and maybe some team falls in love with Justin Fields, and you re- you can recruit 
some of your your draft capital that way or not recoup but add to it but yes i would take one of those qbs top question number five from the 314 what franchise would have the biggest impact in their respective sport if they won a championship the yankees the maple leafs or the cowboys Oh, so I'm it's, actually it, between the Maple Leafs and the Cowboys. It's got to be the Maple Leafs, right? It's got to be mean, the Maple it's, Leafs. It's like hockey's team, and it, right. it's uh, it's it's Canada's sport, you know, Anthony. <laughs> even though it hasn't felt like it, right? I I feel like that has to be the answer. When when was the last time the Leafs won? I'm gonna find out. Uh, they have not won a Stanley Cup since the Blues were a franchise. So a long time. Long time, since the it's 60s. A, it's, it's been a minute. And while it's been a minute for the Cowboys, they still won multiple championships in the early 90s. And for the Yankees, they won in 09. I would say, I would say the Maple Leafs because, because of the, the track record. Because of the, the drought, I should say. It's yeah, got to be that. that. That just makes sense. Yeah. All right. That'll do it for our Sports 6 back here in the Fast Lane on 101 ESPN. Uh, Bills and Chiefs play this weekend. Why aren't these two teams better than what they are record-wise, given the fact that they've got Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes? We'll dive into that next on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. With Brad Thompson, I'm Anthony Salter with the Chiefs and Bills about to face off this weekend at Arrowhead. Uh, I thought it was kind of interesting. The, the Ringer, Brad, did an article on the how the stakes have never been higher for the game between Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen. But one thing that they dove into was how the NFL's two best quarterbacks are combined 14-10 and 10 this season. Mahomes and the Chiefs are, what are they right now? I know the Bills are 6-6. Six and six. The Chiefs, after the loss to the Packers, are 8-4. and four. So it's not like the, these teams aren't good. It's not that they, they can't win a Super Bowl, although Kansas City, of course, clo- much closer than Buffalo is. But it is kind of jaw-dropping when you think about those two teams, led by Mahomes and Allen, only being 14-10 and 10 this season. Do you have thoughts on why these two teams aren't better? You muted yourself, Brad. <laughs> you should. Know, I, I hope everybody in the snake pit can see when Brad has, uh, unmutes himself. Every, every he, time he it does, does it, I, I does give the, the God. Yeah. No. There we go. We've talked about both these teams a, a lot, and it's the one that is more shocking to me, honestly, is the Bills. I think that's the case for everybody is they're hovering around 500. They're yeah. abysmal on the road. And Josh Allen was an MVP contender coming into it, MVP front runner coming into it, and it just hasn't happened for them. Uh, for the Bills, I think that you look at a few different things. One, I mean, they've they've had some impact players, specifically on the defensive side of the ball, go down early out yeah. of the uh, the season. That makes a big difference, but. You figured that was going to be a difference that uh, that that they were going to able be able to, and Allen was going to be able to overcome. Hasn't been the case. I, I don't specifically with the Bills, Anthony. I don't know why they are struggling the way that they are. Like, is is there one thing that pops up to you with them? I, I think the thing that you mentioned is the thing that can't be overlooked. It's the fact that they lost White and they lost Milano. I, those two guys going down on defense. You don't have. You don't have a great defense overall as it is. You had a good defense with those guys. You had a defense that was more than capable of winning you a couple playoff games, assuming Josh Allen played well on the other side of the ball, 
with those guys. Without those two, your number one corner and your your number one defensive player overall, one of your best players on the roster in Matt Milano, you lose those two guys, you're in a heap of trouble. But I think, Brad, that one the one thing that we've talked about a lot now has come has come to fruition for Buffalo and Kansas City, more so Buffalo. When you pay the quarterback, this is where things get really difficult. When you don't have to pay the quarterback and you can stack a roster like Kansas City did in Mahomes' first Super Bowl run or when Buffalo did when they were winning all those games before they paid Josh Allen, you you don't have to worry as much about the depth. Now, if you lose Milano, you lose White, you're still going to be in a lot of trouble, but at least you had maybe the depth to overcome that. The Bills can't run the ball. They're not a physical team. They are not built for Buffalo. They are built for Indianapolis or Atlanta or New Orleans, any team that's got a dome. They're built as an indoor team. We saw that when Cincinnati went into Buffalo and they beat them up last year in the playoffs. They're not physical. You should Teams should be dreading going into Buffalo in January to have to play the Bills like they have been dreading going into Baltimore or back in the day yeah. in Pittsburgh. They're not the roster is not built for Buffalo. Outside of quite frankly Josh Josh Allen. And I think in Kansas City, they're 8 and 4. We don't have to over you know, we we don't have to play too much into the the the, the contract situation from Holmes because they're still they're still viable. But they couldn't pay Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill I think should be the MVP. Marsh had mentioned it a couple of days ago. I'm with Marsh. There's no player in the NFL right now that tilts the field as much as Tyreek Hill does. The Chiefs couldn't pay him what he wanted because they're paying Mahomes slightly less than market value, and they're definitely playing, paying Travis Kelsey less than market value. So we're going to turn around and give Mahomes this big contract. Or I'm sorry, uh, Hill this big contract. So they let him walk, they tra- or they traded him to Miami, and now you don't have that game-breaker on the outside. It didn't matter a year ago. You still won the Super Bowl. But, Brad, I thought you brought up a great point the other day. We're now to the point where it feels like if Mahomes doesn't play a perfect game, if he makes a mistake, if he throws a pick, it's now backbreaking as opposed to, ah, don't worry about it, he'll get a touchdown the next drive. That is what I think what's going on with these respective teams. No, that makes a lot of sense. You break it down perfectly. I have a question for you when it comes to Mahomes. And make no mistake, like for me, if I have pick of the entire NFL, Mahomes is going to be 1-1 for me. No he's, doubt. He's going to go first overall. He's going to be the guy I take. That being said, though, an unfair comparison, Anthony, because any time that you use a comp that starts like Wayne Gretzky, Michael Jordan, or Tom Brady, mm-hmm. a little bit unfair. That being said, Tom Brady <laughs> was a guy that could turn. He didn't have stars, at least mm-hmm. stars in his prime on the outside, but he created these guys. Yeah. He turned Edelman into a star, and he turned Danny Amendola into a, a very – solid NFL receiver. Sure. Do Wes you Welker. believe yeah, Wes Welker for sure with that big old helmet of his. Uh do do you see some of those same attributes and characteristics from Patrick Mahomes because yeah, obviously Kelsey is the go-to guy. Mm-hmm. They they're that's for sure, but nobody has emerged from the receiver position. Is yeah. it more Kelsey and maybe the game planning not getting an open, or is it just simply they don't have good enough pieces? And what can he do to make those pieces better? Yeah, that's a good. That's a, that's a great question. So we do we do know that Brady had always had or for a while Gronkowski, and you're talking about one of the best tight ends ever. 
So, yeah, Gronkowski on one side and maybe in the slot. But that's a perfect comp because that's Kelsey. Yeah. So who who is Mahomes, Welker? Who is Mahomes, Edelman? That, that I guess, is the question now. If you're Mahomes, I don't think there's anything you can do with Sky Moore and Kadarius Toney. I think what they tried to do, and I understand it, is recreate, I'll use a Moism, re- recreate Tyreek Hill in a, what's the word he always uses? Um, is it al- It's not algorithm. What does Mo always say? The aggregate. Thank you, the aggregate. The you tried aggregate. To, you tried to nice. build, you tried to build, thank you, Marsh, good save. Tyreek Hill in the aggregate, right? We're, we're going to have Sky Moore, uh, fast kid, smaller, move him all around. He's not Tyreek Hill. Kadarius Tony acquired him from the Giants. Fast, pretty good around. The, he's not Tyreek Hill. You know, so they got these two guys on the roster taking up two wide, two wide receiver spots. <laughs> Neither of them are Tyreek Hill, and and they're both the same guy. You got to kind of use them around the, wide, the 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 line of scrimmage, right? Marquez Valdez Scantling to me. I told you a couple days ago. I would cut him. I don't think he's a competitive player. I know why they don't cut him because they don't have really anybody else. Rishi Rice now winds up being the guy that needs to continue his development, but he's only a rookie. I think he's going to get there, but you ask, can Mahomes elevate? Absolutely. Are you kidding me? Absolutely. He could still elevate uh, the rest of the receivers on this roster, but maybe they do need to find whoever is, you know, uh, for Mahomes, they're, they're Julian Edelman, somebody that's so in, in uh, you know, so, so, so locked in with Mahomes that if Kelsey isn't, isn't open, He's got somebody else he can go to. And I don't think Kelsey's healthy either. No, I, I think that's that's a good call for sure. And we've heard Kelsey talk about retirement. Once you start talking about yeah. retirement, you're thinking about retirement and then, uh, you know, thinking about how, you know, hey, mama's got a pretty good job. So maybe, maybe <laughs> I'll, I'll just, just travel around the world. Just go, go do Follow. that. Hey. Real quick on the concept of like a, a Welker type or Edelman or Amendola, whoever you want to use there for Mahomes. Mm-hmm. Technically speaking, how how tight is Mahomes with stuff? Because that was the thing. Like it was so meticulous with Brady. Like yeah. you better be looking on that fifth step. The ball's coming. It's going to hit you in the hands. Like d- is he that type of quarterback as well? Yes. So everything. Perfect. Get him wh- one of those guys then. Yeah. How hard is it, Anthony? <laughs> well, throw on trees. Edelman Edelman played quarterback in the MAC. They turned him into a wide receiver. You know, uh, Wes Welker was, uh, you know, he was with Miami, and the Dolphins were like, yeah, he's good, but he's not worth what, you know, whatever the Patriots paid for him. So can you find that guy? I think you can, uh, but Mahomes is absolutely meticulous. They, they say that uh, the notes and his game studies are off the charts, and I've heard recently from wide receivers that it took a little while to figure out what Mahomes wanted. I used to hear that about Brady. It took a couple of you know it took a season or so until I figured out what Brady wanted. That's that was Gronk's thing. I didn't know what he wanted. Then all those reps, you start saying, okay, I know what he wants on this yeah. route, where he's going to put the ball, where he wants me to be. It takes a little while, but I think Mahomes is in that same category. Absolutely. We've got what's trending coming up next in the fast lane on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the fast lane podcast presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. What's trending in the world of sports? The Fast Lane has you covered. What's trending now? Brought to you by Goodwill. Donate to Goodwill to win a magical Polar Express staycation. We're 
up, Brad Thompson and Andrew Marshall, Anthony Stalter. We've got what's trending here in a second, but tis the season of giving, and 101 ESPN wants to give you free Cardinals tickets. Text in now at 314-399-9646 to score a Cardinals holiday pack of tickets. I'll give you the trivia question in a second, but today we're giving away a Cardinals for the Lou ticket pack. New for the 2024, uh, the 10-game tw- the For the Loop pack features tickets to seven different weekend games and lots of STL-themed promotional giveaways. The Cardinals For the Loop pack, along with all the Cardinals holiday ticket packs, are on sale now, with some starting at just $55. Learn more about the Cardinals holiday ticket packs at 101ESPN.com. Here's your trivia question. Earlier in the show, Jamie and I were discussing where certain owners were ranked in the top 18 richest owners in baseball. Where was Bill DeWitt Jr.? Which which number did he rank? If you have the correct answer to that and you're the 101st texter to 314-399-9646, you'll get that 10-game for the loop pack of Cardinals tickets. All right, here's Marsh with What's Trending. All right, earlier to start off the show, we were talking about Shohei Otani and where he will end up, a lot of people think it's going to be the Toronto Blue Jays. I know Mama Rivers is hoping that it is the Toronto Blue Jays. No kidding. The question I have for you guys, though, is would Otani's contract hinder whichever team he chooses? Now, obviously, him being on the team, that team is going to be better. But in terms of managing money, will that team ultimately be the best team in the league? What do you think, BT? Anthony, I was thinking about this uh, driving around a little bit today as we're talking about the money, the terms of the contract, whatever that ends up being, wherever he lands. And I do, and I was going to pose the question to you guys, do you think at the end of the Shohei Otani contract, wherever he signs, we will look at it as a great deal for that team? Yes. I I don't. I think this is such a unique player. I said that about Bryce Harper. I said I don't. I don't think it I don't think it's going to pan out. Maybe it's just my bias now coming in because Harper has worked out. I mean, they haven't won yeah. a World Series, but my god, I mean, he's he has done everything right for the Phillies. He is such Shohei Otani is such a unique player that you get two two players in one once he starts pitching again a year from now. I think it's going to work out for them. I'm not saying they win a World Series, but I think it I don't think it's it's going to be a situation where it's going to be an anchor that the Blue Jays can't overcome. Well, the the Blue Jays, you have to be the right team, right? You have to be a team that you know you you have an end game and you're looking down the road and saying, okay, well, I know I'm, I've got at least, let's call it $45, $50 million a year wrapped up in this player. Will I still be able to add? Will I be able to retain some of the players that I want to when their contracts come up? Like, you, you better. And, look, they're in, they're in the – the technology, the media business, they'll make their money. Like, they'll figure out a way to do it if it is Toronto that that does it. Uh, but, man, I, I first of all, how scared are you if you're a team that's in on Shohei Otani? Uh, one, not to talk about it, Anthony. We've heard right, the, yeah. the wrist slap on that. Don't even but mention two, the dog's name. Not that you knew it. Know it. Of course. Of course, just in case his name is his password or uh, the speculation is if it's a team name, you know. Maybe his dog <laughs> – you got a dog named Dodger. All of a sudden, <laughs> people are going to be putting two I and see, two together. I see what you did there. Yeah, Dodger dog. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's uh, 
Anthony, how concerned are you if you're one of these ball clubs about him actually pitching again? We talk about him, the fact yeah. that he's a unicorn. It's to be a second, whatever the procedure was. They've been very secretive about that one, too, on, on his elbow. Right. But he's had two procedures now. He's going to miss a full year. Like, that would scare it's the a huge crap risk. out of me. Yeah, it's a huge risk. You're right. At the very least, if, if he doesn't pitch again, which it does work against my argument beforehand about how you're getting two players in one. Even if he doesn't pitch again, you still know that you're going to get somebody that could, you know, pop 40-plus bombs for you every single year. I don't know. I just see him hitting at Rogers Center, and I see him hitting a a lot of ding-dong Johnsons. So for the game of baseball, we're just talking about baseball, do you think that that is a good landing spot for Shohei Otani? I do. You do? Yeah, Vlad, because of the pieces around him. Now, Toronto, I I don't know, but – he lands. He would land in Toronto with all that talent. So immediately they become one of the World Series favorites, and they're also playing in a stacked division against the team that has won one uh, one one more World World Series than any anybody else in Major League history. So yes, he gets that New York market. He gets the Boston market, or they do, uh, as well as a, an up and coming Baltimore team as well. I think that he becomes a well he already is a global star but then he becomes the the player of Canada the the best player uh, in the yep. United States and obviously Japan I, I think that he hits all three of those I think for the game of baseball though uh, fair or unfair I, I think that Toronto is forgotten when you're talking about these now a guy mm-hmm. like that puts him on the map yeah. certainly uh, but I, I feel like the and, and this could be said for most big free agents, like the landing spot for the game of baseball, for it to be exciting for for him, or maybe the best one for the game, is the Yankees. Like mm-hmm. that's the one your your storied franchise. He lands in the biggest media market, as you said. He still gets some of that market anyhow. But I, I feel like that is a it's a weird landing spot for him. But you know what? The Angels were a weird landing spot totally. for Shohei Otani. You remember yeah. like when, when all of that posting was going on? The Angels weren't the team that anybody speculated. No. We didn't know what Shohei Otani was going to become. But I don't think that too many people were like, oh, yeah, we knew it. It was no. going to be Anaheim. So he's not afraid to go off the beaten path and find out what's right for him. And at the end of it, that's what free agency is all about, is finding that perfect fit. He's going to be on a better team, in a better division, and he's going to get more exposure. You're not playing Seattle. You're not playing Oakland. You're not playing Houston. You're, you're going to be in that eastern market. Do you think being on the east coast, that time zone, is important for him? Yeah. Uh, for baseball. If we, if it, we continue to talk about so baseball. Much. Yes. Yeah. That, that's And that's part of my argument about, yeah, I think the landing spot would be just fine. Do, do you think that he is the biggest star in Toronto, though? No, it's probably Austin Matthews, right? So yeah, that's that's what I'm thinking for now. Well, yeah, I mean, it's Shohei Otani. Let's now, go. Then it's going to be Shohei. Are you surprised that the Red Sox weren't more in on Otani? Because when I think of baseball being back to its best, is when the Yankees and Red Sox have a very competitive rivalry going. Yeah. And I think the last time we saw that truly was in the mid 2000s. I don't think we have seen that recently it's almost kind of boring we see him play on sunday night baseball a few times i don't mm-hmm. really care about that if otani was on a different team in the east to me yeah. i think it has a little bit more of an impact the only thing i agree just in a vacuum boston versus new york but you look at that red sox team they just traded verdugo to the yankees that that team is not it'd be devers and it'd be otani and it would be what rough Yoshida. snyder 
Yoshida. That, I mean, teammate on on Team Japan. The pitching though, not great. I, I don't think Boston's very good. If Boston were more along along the, uh, if, if they still had Mookie Betts and they had Davers on, and then you added him, yeah, that'd be that'd be great. But now think about where he's going if he is going to Toronto. Vlad and Bichette and Springer for at least a year. I think that's I think that's still pretty big. Anything else, Marsh? We gotta get no, to the gauntlet. That is it. Yeah, we have the gauntlet. No more playoffs in the gauntlet anymore. Congrats to Kyle, Kyle who's our winner. So nice we're back job. to normal gauntlet now. There you go. Well, the normal gauntlet next on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Warriors, four categories, one challenger. Can you master the gauntlet? Brought to you by Master, your hometown source for business communications for more than 30 years. Visit Mastor.com. It's a fast lane on 101 ESPN. We are at 403. Your time check brought to you by Clarkson Jewelers, an officially licensed Rolex jeweler. Brad Thompson and Andrew Marsh. I'm Anthony Stalter. And uh, again, congratulations to Kyle, who won the Gauntlet Playoff Championship over the last couple of weeks. And now we're uh, going back to, as Marsh would say, the normal gauntlet. And we have Kevin on the line. What's up, Kevin? Hey, how's it going today, guys? Doing great. First time in the gauntlet? First time in Gauntlet. All right. Well, congratulations. Do you want to take on BT, Marsh, or me today? Uh, I think I'm going to try BT. Okay. Brad Thompson, you sure, Kevin? Up. I mean, I'm ready. I'm ready too, bud. BT no, was okay. just I, – I was lying, actually. I was not ready. BT was just drinking old coffee, so he's ready to go. I, yeah, I learned a valuable lesson, Kevin. Don't have coffee in the same – mug i've got two of the same exact one and i drank out of one that was down here for about three days cold not good uh so anyways best of luck uh anthony just uh, text me or call me when it's time to come back you okay? got it sounds good all right, all right. so bt is going to make his way into the makeshift going to silence in his home and kevin you're going to tell marsh to spin that wheel marsh spin that wheel all right kevin what are we hoping for uh with bt i guess not really baseball and hopefully not hockey not baseball not hockey congratulations it's not baseball or hockey how do you feel about football football i'm okay with i think i'll do all right okay good well marsh is going to hand me the launch codes for those who don't know kevin is going to get four football questions bt is going to get the same four football questions each question is going to be worth two points unless kevin or marsh or uh, i'm sorry kevin or bt ask for the options kevin are you ready I'm ready. Question one. The last time Florida State won a national championship in 2013, who was their quarterback? Jameis Winston. Final answer? Final answer. Question number two. Which team recently defeated number 22 Tulane in the American Athletic Championship? I'm going to need the options on that one. Options are USF, Rice, or SMU? It was SMU. Final answer. All right, Kevin, question three. Who is the first team the Chiefs defeated this season? Who is the first team the Chiefs defeated this season? That was uh, Jacksonville in week two. Final answer. Are you a Chiefs fan? Kevin, are you a Chiefs fan? Uh, 
Not really, no. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm an Eagles fan, so I'm a little bitter about that Super Bowl last year. Okay, all right, yeah. Uh, question number four. The 49ers recently put up 42 points on the Eagles. Tied for most points uh, for the Niners in a game this season. Which other team did the 49ers score 42 points against this season? I think it was the... Uh, Kevin, are you back? Hello? Okay, hey, can you repeat your answer? Uh, I think it was the Cowboys. All right, final answer? Yes, final answer. All right, we were motioning uh, BT to come back here. He, he took his phone with him into, into his, uh, I think it's his game room or something, so he's on his way back now. Kevin, how you feeling? Uh, feeling pretty good. Kind of upset I had the need the option for that second answer. Though, so. Okay, well... See how you do here. We are going to turn you down a little bit, Kevin. I said that I don't know if you're outside, or you got wind or something like that, so we're going to turn you down. But BT is back right now. Has he un- has he unmuted I am- himself? I did this yes. time. I did. Yeah. All right, BT. It learns, Anthony. It learns. Marsh, tell him. Pack a lunch, BT. Okay. Or get a new coffee, one of the two. Either way, yep. I left my coffee back there. Oh, no, no, oh, no. Coffee has no. <laughs> not been kind to you. All right, uh, the category today is football. It's football okay. today. I got one last time we did football. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you I did. Got this. Absolutely. Let's right. do it. Question number one. The last time Florida State won a national championship in 2013, who was their quarterback? 2013 quarterback for Florida State. Ha, oh, 2013. Is it that long ago already? Oh, Captain Crab Legs? Is it? I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go. Jameis Winston. Final answer? Yeah. No way. That was 2013, was it? Yeah. I'm just gonna go with it. Why not? Final answer. Question number two, which team recently defeated number 22 Tulane in the American Athletic Championship? Nobody knows that. (laughs) Options. Options are USF, Rice, or SMU? USF, Rice, or, or what? SMU. SMU. Well, let's just get rid of Rice. It's got to be an initial one. There's two of those. Um... (laughs) That seems like something USF would do. I mean, they're just on a real run here recently. USF, final answer. All right, BC, question number three. Who is the first team the Chiefs defeated this season? Who is the first team the Chiefs defeated this season? The first team the Chiefs defeated this season. For the win. Um... (laughs) Give me the options. The Detroit Lions, the Jacksonville Jaguars, the Chicago Bears. The first team they defeated this year would be the... I think they defeated the... I mean, the Bears are... They're bad. They beat them first. I'm going to go with the Jags first. I thought the Lions beat them. Final answer, Jags. Question number four. The 49ers recently put up 42 points on the Eagles, tied for most points 
for the 49ers in a game this season. Which other team did the 49ers score 42 points against this season? Oh, um, did they do that to the Raiders? No. Give me the options. Options are the Cowboys, the Giants, or the Cardinals. I think they... Did they do that to the Cowboys? I don't know why that is sticking them. I'm going to go with the Cowboys' final answer. All right. Let's go over these. Football, Kevin, and BT. Question one. The last time Florida State won a national championship in 2013, who was their starting quarterback? Kevin, you said famous Jameis Winston. BT... You couldn't believe that it was 2013, but you went with Mr. Crablegs himself, famous Jameis Winston. Correct answer is... It is the best quarterback on the New Orleans Saints, Jameis Winston. It is. I don't know why you didn't say Taysom Hill, but nonetheless, it is Jameis Winston. Neither of you needed the options, so it is 2-2 between Kevin and BT. Who was the first team the Chiefs defeated this season? You both said the Jaguars. Correct answer is... It is the Jags. But Kevin did not need the options for that one, so Kevin's got a one-point lead. The 49ers recently put up 42 points on the Eagles, tied for most points for the 49ers in the game this season. Which other team did the 49ers score 42 points against this season? You both said the Cowboys. Correct answer is... It is the Cowboys. But Kevin didn't need the options. He's got a two-point lead over BT. Which team recently defeated number 22 Tulane in the American Athletic Championship? BT, you went with UCF because it sounds like something UCF would do. Kevin, you went with SMU. Correct answer is... It is SMU. Kevin. You have chosen wisely. BT, strong showing with four points, but Kevin, well, he scored seven. And he was upset he used the options on that SMU one. Kevin, that was a beatdown. Congratulations. Nice job, Kevin. Thank you. I'll tell you what, the, uh, the pressure's real on this. It's different <laughs> than just listening rather than being on the phone. Um, you know, it's, it's something something about that always makes me feel good when, when people say that because you're right. You don't think it. You're in the car. You're like, ah, you're good. You got no pressure. And then you're on the phone. All of a sudden, your brain shuts off. Nice job, Kevin. You'll be back on Monday. Enjoy your weekend. All right. Appreciate it, guys. Thank you. Thanks, BT. No problem. Thank you, man. Congrats. Hey, Anthony, I think about that sometimes if I'm, like, uh, flipping the channels, like Jeopardy's on or something, and I get one right. By the way, if I get one right on Jeopardy, I feel like the smartest man alive. I don't blame you. But it, it, it's always one of those where it's like, how, how do these idiots not know this? And it's a, like a <laughs> random sports thing where it's all these people adjusting their glasses, trying to figure it out. Right. Uh, but it, it is different if you're the actual one that has to, like, press the button and say sure. the things. All your, your your brain does shut off. So uh, Kevin's brain did not shut off at all. Good for him. Well, not to mention when you're watching Jeopardy or whatever, you probably just flip the channel after you hear the answer. They're still answering questions like, you know, uh, when, when did the U.S. Constitution such and such and such, and we're just moving right on. Yeah, no, you, you get one get one and go, Anthony. I think it's best for your uh, your confidence if you do something like that. Yeah, no doubt. Harold Reynolds gave Mo a lot of confidence. We'll tell you what Harold Reynolds said about Mo, and we'll tell you why. Uh, I don't know if he was right. Next on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN.
you know, they have enough talent on the roster to be able to flip it. They've made some nice pitching moves. I don't think they're finished. And I've always believed Mosellock's one of the, the brightest baseball minds anyway, being able to put people together and put teams together and compete. He's going to be a Hall of Famer. Uh, you look at the, his resume, uh, there's no doubt in my mind he's going to Cooperstown. He's won World Series. He's had World Series manager. He's had, World, he's had Hall of Fame manager, Hall of Fame players come through under his regime. So I, I don't doubt that he's able to turn it around. And they're in a division that can win. There's no reason the Cardinals are not back in it this year. All right, that was uh, Harold Harold Reynolds, auto, audio courtesy of KMOX, talking about your uh, president of baseball operations. So we want to hear from you, Cardinals fans. You hear that? You got to be pumped up. You got uh, Harold Reynolds just giving John Mosellock some flowers there, talking about Anthony? he's headed for Cooperstown. Leave us a mic drop on this. Tell us how excited you are. Yeah, that 101 ESPN app, that thing is free. I don't care what kind of phone you have, unless it's a flip phone. I don't think that you're going to be able to do it no, on a flip not. phone, Anthony. Nope. Uh, but if but if you got like a, an iPhone, which most people do, or an Android, if you're anti-iPhone, you can leave us a mic drop on either one of those. Uh, but I did. Did I sense, and maybe I'm wrong, it's different when I'm in the room with you, Anthony. Yeah. I can feel it a little bit differently. Sure. Um, I sensed a, a tiny bit of sarcasm in your voice right there. <laughs> We're saying, oh, people should be a little bit pumped up. Uh, like there was something there. It, I, maybe I'm I heard it wrong. Let me try it again. Let me try it again. Okay. Let's see. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. What in the name of Greg Amzinger is Harold Reynolds talking about? Well, he might be talking about uh, one, one. That's one losing season under uh, his regime. He took over as uh, we all know in '08. Uh-huh. Ten times been to the playoffs during that. Won a World Series. Won another pennant, obviously, in uh, in 2013. Mm-hmm. There's been a whole lot of winning. And so we talked about this. I don't know if it was yesterday, Anthony, or if it was last week, but we talked about the idea. Maybe it was yesterday when we were talking about the fan graphs and uh, their estimated win total for the Cardinals and how they, ha- they were a little bit higher than most and many would have expected within the market. But Harold Reynolds is kind of taking emotions out of it and really just kind of looking at – and he was on a St. Louis station. Uh, but he was taking the emotions out of it and just looking at the sustained winning over the years, the fact that the Cardinals have not done the whole rebuild, blow it up, try again, that just hasn't been part of their, their MO, and it won't be part of what they do. Like they, they want to put out a competitive product year in and year out. Now, when it comes to the, the uh, – super high praise of being in the Hall of Fame. I, I, I don't know where that, I don't know how to like lay those ground rules like for executives in the Hall of Fame. I was just looking through uh, some of the lists of executives who have been added to the Hall of Fame. Same. Now, yeah, so Buck O'Neill, right. and that was from, obviously the Commissioner's Committee. He was with the Kansas City Monarchs. And mm-hmm. Buck O'Neill is a Hall of Famer. Like that that for sure. Right. Uh, we're Bud talking about like Fowler, Branch Rickey. I mean, these are the Correct. executives. Marvin Miller changed baseball, uh, uh, so that that is a big one. I think some of the the comps really not Bud Selig, who was in in 2017. Maybe John Sherholtz, who was uh, in, in charge of the Braves, the Braves for a really long time as mm-hmm. a comp. Anthony, that could be one. Uh, another one uh, could be it was the uh, longtime executive uh, Pat Gillick of the Toronto Blue Jays. I mean, he was in in 2011. Either way, right? We don't have to like break down what they did compared to what most 
did. But I think it, it does say something. Harold Reynolds is a very well-respected voice in the game of baseball and, and does it at a national level. He's not just trying to pander to a, a fan base when it comes to Mo. And honestly, I think that, and I'm sure he has a pulse of it, I think that he knows that every fan base is like very critical of whoever is a, at the top. Yeah. I think he was just like being very honest. He probably would, would have said less about him had he even thought about it. Say, ah, this is going to feel like uh, like trolling or something like that. <laughs> but uh, it, it, it has been very successful. But I think the problem is, Anthony, that Mo and company, again, Mo works for a boss, his boss, the, the, the DeWitt family, like they're, they're okaying every big move that comes in. They don't make the moves that most people sitting at home say they would make if they were in that seat. I mm. feel like that is the big difference. I, I think that something like this actually does mow a disservice for Cardinals fans because mostly, uh, BT, I, th- I agree with you in that we should – when it's all said and done, Mo, Mo had himself a hell of a tenure here. There's really no there's really no debating that. He won a World Series in 11, won the pennant, like you said, in 13. The the postseason run, all that. He's had a very successful run. I don't think he's a Hall of Famer. And I think when people like Harold Reynolds, who I know is, you know, that's, that's what he believes. He should say what he believes. But I think when he says that, all it does is further ignites Cardinals fans who don't think that, that Mo is capable of rebuilding this thing or retooling this thing on the fly and shouldn't get much credit for what he's done. I think it's a disservice in some in some respects because I do think that Mo has done a great job. It wasn't just on the heels of hey, he had Albert for the entire time. He had he had Albert in the the, the final final years of Albert here in St. Louis. I think he's built yeah. several different iterations of the, of of, the, of a Cardinals team that's been uh, a very good one. So scrolling to say he's a Hall of Famer, I just I think it's 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 overblown and it almost leads people to be like, oh come on, he's not that good. No, I understand that, and, yeah. I, and, and it is a really good point. And we are getting uh, a various answers here on on the text line again 314-399-9646 if you want to weigh in on this uh we get a few saying hey look i agree with harold harold is right i get another one that says is he uh something about uh legalized marijuana harold (laughs) uh it's not a snowball's chance in hell look there are uh there there are good reference for the snowballs in this time of year (laughs) (laughs) there are are different ways to look at it it's just uh for me and this is a it's a never-ending conversation i like sustained success i like going into a season knowing that you have a chance to win would i prefer going into a season feeling like you have the best roster in all of baseball of course anthony of course and uh most teams would love to be able to do that whether uh, whether you want to uh, accept it or not teams work cardinals work there is still a a framework when it comes to their finances that they're not going to just totally blow up and they're probably already in an area where they're uncomfortable with their finances who who knows but it's uh i I appreciate a team that has a chance to win and this is in various sports right it's just anybody that you know it's a brand at times is synonymous with winning. The Cardinal brand is synonymous with winning. Mm-hmm. The Yankees, even though they haven't won a World Series since '09, synonymous with winning. That would be all the World Series championships uh, that they have won. Like there are just certain brands that you look at them and you can't see something blowing up, see something rebuilding, 
And to me, that is uh, those brands most often time have really good leadership. Anthony, we were talking about strong leaders at the top, and mm-hmm. we were talking about the Steelers a little bit earlier. That is incredibly important. Absolutely. All right, so we did get some mic drops. Let's get to those next. So we'll hear from Jen and from Aaron. If you want to leave us a mic drop on this, Harold Reynolds on KMOX talking about how uh, John Mosaic's a Hall of Famer. And he, can, and, and he said other things, too. He said that they could be a um, – a team that rebuild, rebuilds quickly because of the division and all that. So we'll get to some of your mic drops next on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Hey guys, it's Jen. Love the show. But my thing is with this whole Mosaic and Harold Reynolds, I want to know how much Mo paid Harold Reynolds to to stroke his ego there. All right, Jen, thank you. Appreciate your mic drop. I don't think uh, Mo paid Harold Reynolds anything. I think Greg Amsinger probably fed him some content. My guess. Y- you think so? I, Brad... <laughs> The only person that I think on on these airwaves that uh, that supports the Cardinals more more than you is Greg Amsinger, the pride of Lindenwood. Well, you know they, he is he's one of us, Anthony. He is one of us. By the way, little <laughs> off topic half, here. Don't worry, I think the Cardinals are going to make a run here, guys. Hey, it may be little off topic here, Anthony, but do have a uh, little tweet here from John Heyman that's interesting. What's your boy John saying? Well, John Heyman is saying Tyler O'Neill is being traded to the Red Sox. That's wow. what John Heyman is saying. For Devers? Now, uh, well, it it could be a straight up, and I had to look first to make sure it wasn't like a fake John Heyman again. Yeah. This one at least does it has 168,000 followers. I feel like that might, in fact, be the John Heyman. So, okay. Yeah. So some interesting news here. We don't know what the Cardinals acquired from the Boston Red Sox. Uh, but yeah, or if it's I'm official it at this point, but it seems like it's going that direction. Yep. John Heyman of the Post reports that the Red Sox have reached an agreement to acquire outfielder Tyler O'Neill from the Cardinals. Yet no word yet on the details that the Cardinals would be receiving. But they, hey, they have their new Alex Verdugo. And Tyler O'Neill. Good call. No, but in all seriousness, I think Boston, you asked me the other day about, you know, Tyler O'Neill, are you worried about him potentially becoming one of these players like Randy Rosarina or Dulles Garcia? They go off and they have great success elsewhere. And I said that Tyler O'Neill, to use a dunkism, Tyler O'Neill's a good player on a bad team. Boston right now, I know it's the Red Sox, but Boston's a bad team right now. They, they are. They don't stack up anywhere close to the Yankees, Rays, Orioles, and certainly not the Blue Jays with or without Shohei Otani. Boston's not ready to compete. I know it's Boston, but it's not Boston. You know what I mean? It's not the Reds. It's the Red Sox, but it's not the Red Sox. So I think that's a pretty good landing spot for Tyler O'Neill, if John Heyman is accurate. Yeah, I, I would agree. It'll be interesting to see, uh, you know, what uh, what the return looks like. I would assume some sort of a, a relief pitching help. But we'll find out as that one trickles in. But this is one we spent a lot of time talking about the Tyler O'Neill situation yesterday, and we talked about uh, publicly that it makes sense to just continue to, uh, you know, basically beat the same dead horse. Mm-hmm. And you knew this was going to be the end game. The end game, he was going to be going somewhere else. And if it is true, and he's going somewhere at some point, like I, I wish him the best. Tyler O'Neill is a good dude. I think he's very 
very talented, unfortunately, just could not stay on the field for the Cardinals. And when you, you can't play, Anthony, when you can't go out there and actually show off your skill set, well, then somebody else emerges, and other guys emerge for the Cardinals. New Bar emerged. Obviously, yep. Jordan Walker uh, ends up emerging, and Tommy Edmond is your best center fielder at this point. So um, it, it's uh, a deal that had to be done, and we'll find out what the return is. And all of a sudden, oh, maybe that changes some of these mic drops on John Moselock, doesn't it? Well, well, we'll get to that in a second. We do need a new fader follow contestant for the 445 spot. That we saw about 10 minutes. We're going to do fader follow. So text in 314-314. Oh, geez, I forgot that whole thing. 314-399-9646. 314-399-9646. Remember earlier, BT, we talked about your brain shutting off? That's what my brain did as a joke. It shut off as I was trying to read the as I was trying to remember the text line and um, it laughed at me for a second there. But 314-399-9646 is the Air Comfort Service text line. If you want to play fade or follow, just text text and fade. So there you have it. Now we can get to some mic drops. Yeah. Let's hear some mic drops. That's what I want to hear. All right, so we heard from Jen. Now let's hear from Janet. Well, Brad, if you want to go into a season looking like you have a chance to win, the Cardinals better get busy with some pitching here. And I don't think Lance Lynn and Kyle Gibson were the answer. So um, I think we still need a good starter. And we definitely need bullpen help. What they've got in the bullpen right now is not going to get it done. I don't want to see 20 or 30 blown saves again. That was ridiculous last year. They've got to do something about that bullpen. Say it, Janet. Well said. I'm with her, BT. uh, You know, how could you not be just uh, dropping sage advice like that the thing is i think and this happens yearly manager will bring in motivational speaker to come in and talk to the team you know maybe it's a friend you know tony Larusa had all kinds of friends bill parcells came in lou holtz uh, bobby came knight. in. Bobby, and him and bobby knight were bobby tight. knight yeah. yes absolutely like all these you know these great individuals to come in and just kind of rally the troops. I think Janet needs to come in this year. I agree. I think that Janet needs to head into spring training and get them going because that, I mean, let her just talk to the bullpen if she wants to specifically. Say, guys, tired of this garbage, Mm -hmm. so let's rock and roll. No, she is right. The bullpen, we talked about this a lot yesterday. The bullpen needs some additions for sure. You need a little bit of help there. Um, Obviously, Janet knows everybody that they signed. She did omit Sonny Gray when we were talking, who absolutely helps your rotation. The team, as they're currently constructed right now, will fight for the division. Can the team right now uh, go out and win a World Series? No. Crazier things have happened, Anthony. But no, I wouldn't say they're a World Series Let me answer that for you. No. Well, now I hope they don't sign anybody in the World <laughs> Series. <laughs> All right. Aaron's got the, the last, uh, last statement on this. Mo headed to Cooperstown? More like Pooperstown. Oh, gee. <laughs> All that was missing. All that was missing there was, am I right? <laughs> nice job, Aaron. Yeah, that goes back Why to our previous stupid conversation. stuff like that? Why does that crap just make me laugh still? Like, just... Stupid humor just gets me. I, it's good. 
It's uh, it's good. It's funny. All right. Uh, Brad Thompson, Anthony Salter. It's the Fast Lane on 101 ESPN. Yeah, so we talked a little about the the Cardinals. So consensus here is that uh, John Mozeliak, not all of Famer, but probably uh, has had a lot lot better career than maybe some Cardinals fans would give him credit for. If you're just joining us, we don't know the details yet, but John Heyman – and the details being what the Cardinals are receiving. But John Heyman of the New York Post is reporting that the Red Sox have reached an agreement to acquire Tyler O'Neill from the Cardinals. So Tyler O'Neill heading to Boston. Yeah, and apparently uh, Derek Gould must have had some of this information too because he was sure to not give all the credit to John Heyman <laughs> on, in his tweet. Derek said, and apparently John Heyman had this information too. <laughs> <laughs> it's a competitive business. <laughs> I love Derek. Uh, He's the best. Good stuff. So if we if we do find out what the Cardinals acquired – in, in exchange for Tyler O'Neill, we'll let you know. The Blues are playing at 6 o'clock tonight, so we've got a 5 o'clock pregame show for you. But the next 10 minutes or so, if we find out who the Cardinals are acquiring from Boston in exchange for Tyler O'Neill, I wouldn't get your hopes up that it's somebody that you'll know or maybe even somebody on Boston's current roster because Tyler O'Neill's trade value, you already know this, but I'll remind you since the deal is already done, it's probably not going to be for much for Tyler O'Neill. But again, if we find out, we'll let you know. We got Fader Follow, and we'll wrap up the show next on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. It's time for FanDuel Fade or Follow on the Fast Lane. Brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. Everyone follow us. I'll fade. I'll fade. Money, 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 money. It's a fast lane on 101 ESPN. Unfortunately for our last fader follow contestant, uh, he followed us on the Iowa Hawkeyes scoring over six and a half points last week against Michigan. They got shut out. So we welcome in we welcome in Connor. Connor's our next fader follow contestant. What's up, Connor? Not much. How you guys doing? We're doing great. So this we'll give you a play. This is how fader followers. We'll give you a play. You either fade us or follow us based on the play, and if you win, you get $50 of FanDuel's money, and then you'll get to come back next week. If you lose, unfortunately, that's it. Sound good? Sounds good. Let's do it. All right, Connor, we are going with the Minnesota Vikings this week. We're going with Marsh's Minnesota Vikings. They're only laying three points to the Raiders. They're sticking with Joshua Dobbs. They had a good run before. Dobbs was turning the ball over a little bit, but by week, Dobbs gets more familiar with the opponent. It's the Raiders. The Raiders aren't very good. We like the Vikings minus three for fade or follow. Uh, Marsh, did you have anything to say? Because you were you were necessarily agreeing with my Viking selection, even though you're a Vikings fan. Yeah, I mean it's the Stalter stack up. The curse is real, and unfortunately for me and all of the Minnesota Viking fans out there, looks like a three three loss team right here, three in a row. Connor, there is no curse. All right, Vikings minus three. Would you like to fade us or follow us? I'm gonna follow. Yeah, you are. Nice job, Connor. So you, you'll be hashtag Skull this weekend. Sound good? Sounds good. Thanks, guys. And if it's a push, by the way, you'll just be back next week. No money. Cool. Perfect. Sounds good. All right. Thanks, Connor. Have a good weekend. Thank you, too. Bye-bye. There you have it. BT, did you, did you mute yourself? <laughs> no, you're not muted? Do we have him up? You hear me? That was not us. That was us. Sorry. 
Thank goodness. Mar- Marsha Mar- Emanuel mute again. on you. Yeah, go ahead. Nah, Sorry, BT. No, nah, it's probably smart. Anthony, I, uh, we're a team with this. Darn okay? right we are. Yeah. And uh, I, I think it's, it, it is a call that you made. But if, if, if I could, I'm going to fade you because What's that of mean? the – I'm fading you. Why? Because of the Stalter stack-up thing. I just feel like, yeah, I mean, you've put the hex on him pretty badly. And, uh, yeah. I can't believe you're also buying into the, this curse nonsense like Marsh. Anthony, what what you facts have been do you guys have that the Stalter stack-up number 10 spot has been a curse? Every week when, when you put a team Literally in the every week, spot. yeah. Yeah, um, you've been Tommy Trends. Uh, for a long time, and you dig it in, you'll tell me about a team on the road when it's windy on Wednesdays. Uh, and I think this is a trend, you know, but who knows? Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe this is the week that uh, it breaks the streak. It'll I sure hope so for our contestant. Yeah, it'll get snapped. Uh, by the way, Tyler O'Neill, the uh, the trade that uh, allegedly went through, yeah. the text line believes that they have the uh, what the Cardinals would be receiving. Uh, a lot of different... Different uh, answers coming in coming in from the tax line. From 314, the Cardinals will receive the recipe to Boston baked beans for Tyler O'Neill. <laughs> uh, we also have from the 314, it is being reported that Tyler O'Neill was traded for a pallet of Samuel Adams and a year's worth go. of Dunkin' Donuts coffee. I was waiting for that. I was, wait, I was waiting specifically for the Sam Adams. I forgot about okay. the Dunkin' Donuts. Are you yeah. a Sam Adams fan, Anthony? Not original. This, the Sam, Me neither. The, the Sam Ad- Adams original, I the first time I had it, I thought the beer has gone bad. Nobody drink the beer. The beer has gone beer. bad. Tastes fine to me. <laughs> I like their uh, I like their October. So fest, do I. Though. I like yeah. that one a lot. Yeah, I think their Oktoberfest is great. I think the original is terrible. Sorry, Sam Adams. <laughs> did you ever see? Did you ever see the? Uh, it was an SNL that that did that that had Bill Burr doing the Sam Adams, or was it the Chappelle show? But it was Bill Burr as Sam Adams. He's just this cranky dude. Search it. It's pretty funny. All right. Okay. If uh, if you miss anything from today's show, you can download the podcast at 101ESPN.com or our free mobile app, 101ESPN mobile app. It's all brought to you by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers. Marsh, what do we got for criticisms and compliments? Yeah, just another Tyler O'Neill uh, trade rumor here. It looks like the Cardinals are getting back a Titleist or tailor-made sleeve. Ah, nice. Yeah, that'd be good. But Those are expensive. You... Golf balls are expensive. Anthony, during the second half of the season, I picked up golf a little bit. Hi, why is and... that, Brad? The second half, that sounds oddly specific. Just had a little bit of time. <laughs> and I started picking up golf, and I started realizing, like, uh, if you go off with the right people, sometimes you get hooked up, don't have to pay as much to yeah. go. But I realized that I was paying a lot to go because I was <laughs> buying my own golf balls. Oh, and no. it's like every swing, it's like, that was $4 every time I, I swing my club. So that's not nothing right there. Some Pro V1s, that's well, a pretty good deal. we got to get you with Jay Delsing, our guy Jay Delsing, who's outstanding. Jay, get me. He'll yeah. get me straightened out for sure. Jay the pro, man. Jay, every time I see Danny Mac, Danny Danzo is like, went golfing with Jay Jay Delsing. Guy's incredible. And a hell of a good guy, too. Jay's fantastic. Yeah, and Dan's a good golfer, by the way. I believe that. I believe that big time. Uh, not only does the text line have uh, trade rumors flying in, but so does the snake pit. Uh, potentially coming back for the Cardinals is a full bucket of double bubble. Mm. Um, yeah, actually an assortment of double bubble. So, Okay. Yeah, what about you guys? I mean, that's but not, double that's, bubble's yeah, pretty that's, good. That's a pretty, that's a pretty good uh, return here. 
Uh, Shohei Otani is not in Toronto. Otani is not on a flight to Toronto. Otani is at home in Southern California, according to Bob Nightingale. Dude, Otani is so smart. He is he's hiring private jets just to fly out of Anaheim, nobody on it. Just to just to divert attention. Gosh. Send dude. one to Toronto, send one to LA, send one to yeah, Scatter. Who are you gonna follow? Chicago. Yeah. Here is a uh, compliment from the six one eight. Hey gents, first, you guys crack me up often. Oh, thank you. Uh second. Going back to the Tom Brady talk earlier, look at all the nobodies. No disrespect, he elevated to superstar status. Then, not many went elsewhere and really did anything to rave about. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. It makes sense. Although Gronk did win a Super Bowl with Brady in Tampa, but... No, he's still with Brady. Yeah, won that title with Brady. So, Do, do you think that Brady played in one of the worst divisions in football? Oh, 100%. Like his entire career, a hundred percent. Yes, look at the go back and look at the quarterbacks that were on those other teams throughout Brady's career. That's the worst division. He started. In other words, <laughs> it was really bad. If you just get in, though, Marsh, you're a video game guy. Hell yeah, I am. It's like starting on level ten. Yeah, when there's only twenty levels. Like, do you still have to complete the other 10 levels? Mm-hmm. Yes, but boy, you're off to a good head start. That was Brady and the Patriots. And I'm a, and I'm a Brady and Belichick fan. I appreciate the greatness of those two. But my word, when it's EJ Manuel and J.P. Losman and whatever the hell the Jets were rolling out there. Mark but, Sanchez. The Sanchez. I mean, come on. Yeah, they benefited from that uh, the video. But good text nonetheless, because they're, they're right. I mean, nobody outside outside of Brady. Brady's the only one that kind of went anywhere of, of prominence that went anywhere and had success. Coaches, players. I had this thought when we were talking about it. I know that Bill Belichick, we want him to, or at least you do, want him to go to the Chargers. Yeah. What if he went to the Jets? Went to the Jets, had Aaron Rodgers and that defense. Aaron Rodgers then stays for a few years. Maybe Bill Belichick goes out on top. And he goes back to the Jets where he spent, like, what, a day with the Jets? And he said that he... And then he sticks it to the Patriots. Not going going to be the HC of the NYJ is what he wrote. And he slipped it to... the Left it on the podium or wherever he... Then he could go back and say, now going to be the HC of the NYJ. Hashtag sorry. I feel like it'd be interesting. It'd be yeah, that would be interesting. I still want to see him with Herbert. Nah. Okay. Yeah, I want him to go to Aaron Rodgers and the Jets. Now, just, why would you do that? That would be just a great make, story. Make you upset. Do you do you believe that oh, Robert Sala deserves feel to get like fired we're right now? Robert Sala, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> yes, hundred percent. Yeah. When you when you talk to the media the one the one week and the media is asking you about. Whether or not you're going to go with Trevor Simeon or another quarterback because Zach Wilson's been so bad, and you say, I plead the fifth, that to me, you're done. You're a leader. You're one of the leaders in that organization. Clearly, you're, you're trying to save your, your own skin here. I don't think that – I think Robert Sala is a really good defensive coach. I don't think he's, yeah. a, a, he's, he's apt to be a leader right now of a, head, of a team, especially I'd still like Jets. to see him for a year of an actual quarterback. I mean, the, the defense, they built a great defense, and he certainly runs a good defense, so there's, you're not taking that away from him. All right, we got Blues hockey. BT, always good to see you. Have a great weekend, my man.
You too. See you next week. All right. That's Brad Thompson, Andrew Marsh. I'm Anthony Stalter. We appreciate everybody tuned in uh, on 101 ESPN or in our Snake Pit. Shout out to the Snake Snake Pit. Everybody have a safe and great weekend. We appreciate each and every one of you. Blues hockey pregame next. See you. You've been listening to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN.